You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys. Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I'll tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. We're podcasters. He's a host, baby. Keep him coming, big boy. I'm sorry, broth. You hate broth. That's flim flam. This ain't no comedy show. Well, kind of it. I bought hot dogs. Love it. Love it. Love it. My favorite. Live, on tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. 
This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hey, everybody, DS. Welcome to the program, episode 3112, the award winning podcast, Never Not Funny. Everybody in the room has a little bit of a sleepy voice. You'll hear their voices eventually. I do not want to hear them at the moment. I can't be more clear. The last thing I want to hear are your two voices. Um, but we all are, we're all coming off of um, uh, kicking the clocks back an hour, fall back, spring forward, fall back. We all fell back. And all that really does, Matt Belknap, is make me wake up at 6.30 instead of uh, 7.30. Yeah. And yet I know it's 7.30, but it's 6.30. So I don't get an extra hour of sleep. I'm awake for an extra hour. Right. And that's I, what it does for me. And I tried to stay, you know, I always do the thing where you're like, well, let me try to stay up a little later to counteract that. So mm-hmm. I just sleep through. And uh, yeah, I got to about 630 myself. Yeah. Uh, but I said, but so, but I stayed up until n- midnight. So and that's late for you. It is. Yeah. I, I was go. up till one or two and still 630. Like, yeah. You know, games were played. No question about it. <laughs> um, hmm. uh, I don't like it. And then it, it hits me again today. It's two days. It takes two to three days for me to stop waking up at 630 in the morning. It's also a rainy day. Like the the, the barometric pressure has made my sinuses kind of uh, sensitive. And mm. so I'm just feeling all around. Also, just a busy weekend. Just kind of. I know you had a busy weekend. We'll talk about it, certainly. Sure, sure. Uh, but we welcome everybody in. Elliot Hochberg is here. Uh, Hello. Garen Cockrell is not here. Garen no. Cockrell is uh, uh, on assignment, for lack of a better way to put it. Because <laughs> uh, I don't exactly know why he's not here. I mean, I do know why. At the end of the day, though, I don't know why. And uh, but, uh, you know, as a boss that doesn't pay him a living wage, if he doesn't, if he needs to miss a day, <laughs> so be it. Um we, uh, He's slightly closer to a living wage now that uh, Partoberfest, or Partoberfest, Subtoberfest <laughs> is such a success. We uh, did give, we have, uh, we have up, uh, we have uh, boosted his dough, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I want to say, you know what? I'll talk about this without him here. He may have gotten tears in his eyes when, uh, yeah. when oh. we told him uh, how much more he'd be getting, and. Uh, I think it's crazy. He makes more than me now. But, you know what? For years, he wasn't. Well, so. look, it, he's a fan favorite. You got to reward these guys for, you know, bringing the fans what they want. That said, you know, the more we pay him, the less likely he is to, you get know, a, leave get a real nest. job. Yeah. Well, that's been the case for years. I mean, I think we have to give up on the illusion of him ever leaving the nest. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, At best, he'll find a job that somehow this good. And this is what we would want, too, ideally, is a, a job where he can still do this. Is, and Is that what we want? <laughs> Don't we want to get a young lady in here? And I don't mean that in a sexist way. Don't uh-huh. we mean to get a, a somebody that who is not a white man in here and, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe 20 years younger than us so we could uh, not all have the same... Yeah. When I say same likes, none of us in this room have the same likes. And again, as I've said on paper, there's no reason this should work. No. None of us should be friends. It's awkward <laughs> off the air. Nobody knows what to say to each other. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, let's, let's bring a 22-year-old... I I welcome that, but I you know it's to me to be you know joking aside and like being perfectly honest. I think there's you know there's there would be a benefit to that, but then losing a, a cast member who's been here for a decade would be it, uh, there's no that. question. I mean I, I I'm joking when I say that I want him to leave. At the same time, I'm very serious. He <laughs> must leave. We um, were all ready for it. Uh, was it a year and a half ago? Yeah. Remember that? We all hugged his ankles. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, because of COVID, if anybody, if anybody's new to listening to this, to why that's not a never not funny tradition where it, that just made it sound like he's very tall. <laughs> uh, and we just all got in there as best we could. Uh, we just all went low to avoid getting COVID. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, the good news, by the way, is if, if somebody if he was to depart and we were to get somebody is that that all that raise goes back into that's right the kitty so good point because we'd be an official intern who maybe we give gay maybe gas money well the question is would we then 
try to rectify the mistake we made with Garen and say up front, this is a six month or one year internship. Yes, that's 100 percent what we would do. Yes. But then what if we like them? Then we talk, then we go, you know what? Uh, we think it's working out. What do you think about sticking around for blank amount of money? Yeah. That's what we do. But yeah, the, the, the goal would always be to have someone who is, you know, uh, trying to make their way in the in the business or whatever. Making their way in the world, world today, today takes everything you got. Is that cheers? Taking a break from all your worries. Yeah. Everybody knows your name over there, huh? You ever walk in there? They yell it out. They all know it. It's amazing. Even if you've never been there, you walk in, somehow they all go, Jimmy! Yeah. But they write it up. It's they because it's a front for the CIA, so they yeah. actually have dossiers on everyone. <laughs> I don't know about that. I was going to say because I'm famous. Uh, <laughs> because I still, to this moment, have a blue check. Yeah. So that means Congrats. I am famous, or you don't know, I paid $8. <laughs> if anybody pays $8, that is just the silliest thing. It is the, uh, I mean, for a... Again, rich does not equal smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the fact that that moron does not understand the point of the blue check. The blue check is not to feel elite or better. It's right. so that we don't get bombarded uh, uh, with um, fake accounts. So yeah. there's not a Jimmy Padro who's yeah. out there, you know, making, you know, right. uh, you know, saying sexist and racist or whatever things. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. That happened to me early on in Twitter. Somebody was uh, playing games with me. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't get it as much as I'm sure famous people get it. Mm-hmm. And then they're screwed. So yeah. uh, he's dumb. He's he's dumb, but funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, and he seems to have thick skin. That's the other <laughs> Yeah, Our buddy Rich Summers kicked off. I saw, Elise told me about his, because I guess people in the Never Not Funny Facebook group were sort of saying like, oh, like, check this out. Rich went out in a blaze of glory, which was beautiful. Yeah. Wait, what what happened? He basically, he did the thing that a lot of people are doing, which is he changed his display name to Elon Musk. Oh, God. And then he just started posting things like, um, hey, hey, uh, crazy idea. What if 44 billion of you just sent me a dollar each? (laughs) And then he was just like, just just a string of jokes at, at Elon Musk's expense. And, uh. And eventually, and he's no longer on Twitter. Yeah. Which I think is what he, I assume, what he wanted. Or I he, think so. He, if he didn't want, he was like planning to leave anyway. So he's like, oh, I might as well enjoy, it, have have fun on the way out. Uh, on the other hand, I do I do not believe Kathy Griffin wanted to leave Twitter, but she has been, <laughs> uh, she has also been removed yeah. because uh, it's about it's wait, about, it's about freedom of speech. Yeah, right? I, I thought that that was it's about freedom of speech. That's interesting. Because I was going to say, let let's say that that tomorrow somebody you respect, I don't know, some some billionaire you respect or some some tech person you respect said, mm-hmm. We're, I'm going to make a social network and i'm going to charge you eight bucks a month but that's there's not gonna be any ads it's just gonna be you get charged eight bucks a month and you can here's all the features and it sounds a little bit like a combination of like twitter and facebook okay to me that would be an appealing thing because Mm -hmm. then then the advertising thing is what's driving facebook and twitter and some some other places nuts because they they're just trying to uh, direct engagement in that case all you're trying to do is just get people to pay eight bucks a month well, yeah. I think the, you know, it's it's tricky because the whole point, at least for us as a business, the only reason to be on Twitter is to reach people. Right. And if if there's a barrier to entry that is cost, you aren't necessarily reaching the people you want to be reaching. And so it doesn't serve any purpose anymore if you're just I, there for promotional reasons. I, w- I would counter that to say that right now, I mean, t- look, people make fun of Elon for trying to get out of the thing by saying there's a lot of bots or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you when I look at my DMs, almost nobody DMs me except bots. Can I ask you a question? Who's Elon? 
<laughs> Elon, Elon, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not paying attention to the news. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I thought I don't know uh, how it's pronounced. I don't give a shit. I'm just busting um, for comedy because we're a comedy show. But but so so the, the we've already had an off-air uh, business meeting about our new intern <laughs> for, for six minutes. So I'm not. A, I don't know. I don't it's know true. if us getting into the weeds about how Twitter runs is, Look, is the right. I, we're taking. I, we're pulling back the curtain. Maybe, but well, I, I guess all I'm saying is you, you're all right about the blue check meaning something that he's saying is different. Like, and in fact, I think I read a thing that said that. Like folks who, whether they pay or not, would get like some other kind of status. So what are we doing? But at the same time, I just feel like if you knew that every single person on there was a real person as opposed to, you know, a bot or somebody mm-hmm. farming or whatever, then their interactions become much more valuable yeah. to you. Yeah. But it, but to, to, to build that and to succeed at that model is going to be very difficult sure. and will take a long time. So it's like, do you wait around for somebody to, I mean, look, no one's jumping. Like there's been years of, of this situation being what it is before even Elon Musk got involved. You're not on Mastodon. <laughs> I'm not. God, Mastodon is so confusing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculously confusing, especially for a dummy like me. I just want to sign up and then uh, yeah. and I, think I'm going to post jokes. That's right. what I want to do. <laughs> well, why is it confusing? I haven't looked at it yet, but I meant to create an account. Pick a server. And anybody can make a server, oh, so. and you can, and you can you can designate how you are seen on so different it's like servers. Discord, kind of a little bit, but worse. Imagine it was Discord, but you had twenty different apps that you could that were the main ones, and then a thousand other ones that you could use as well. My my brain, so see the you know the the simple thing to for dummy for dummy Jimmy Pardo is. MySpace, uh, Facebook figured out a way to make that better. Then we go to Facebook. And then it turns out, you know what? Twitter's a little bit better than this. So we all went to Twitter. And so nobody has done, to, to your point from a second ago, nobody has done that. Nobody, right. and Mastodon ain't it. And well, Instagram was kind of that, but then Facebook bought it. Right. Yeah, but and you know, TikTok but it, is kind of that, but then it's but problematic. But it's, but it's also like but the, it isn't, it isn't. The thing right. about Twitter is that it, it, even though you can post other things, it, it, its core thing is it's text-based sure. and that's what was appealing to comedians who just wanted to write jokes and yep. share jokes instagram never really i mean you can take a screenshot of a notes app which is but just seems clunky like yeah. I, I i feel like even though meta is a also has is a, a problematic company in many ways if they would just flip a switch and say you can now post text uh, I mean, they kind of did that with Facebook too, right? Like they they made that thing where like your text would appear as like a almost like a like a JPEG, so that it was more like oh. visually interesting than just text mm. alone. Mm. But anyway, if Instagram was just like, hey, you know what? You don't have to post a picture anymore. You can just write something. Then it's Twitter. It's ju- right. you just yeah. you just in- recreated Twitter. They won without. Let's go. And there's already a zillion people on it. Zicky Zuck, right? That's the gentleman's <laughs> name. Let's yep. do it. But Zicky I mean, Leg Zuck. What? Zicky Legs? Zicky Legs Zuck. All right. I didn't know we have a nickname, but all right. Fair enough. What do you want? I don't know. <laughs> all right. I don't want anything. I, I want everyone to quit. I want everyone. I want the entire world to realize that that, that social media is a net negative and just everybody drop it on the fucking But ground. how do we, man, in all seriousness, because I, I 100% agree with you, but at the same time, how do, you, how do you go back? You can't go back. Yeah. You can't. No, because there's always going to be people who are drawn to it, but it just feels like, I don't know. I think we've said this before, but it just feels like in 50 years, people are going to look back at this shit the way we look at cigarettes and be like, why did they do it? Right. Why couldn't they stop? But at the same time, 
for businesses like ours and other businesses, that is a, a promotional tool. It's a way to let yeah, people know. know we mm-hmm. exist. Yeah, I know. And so without that, yeah. you know, we, uh, you know, we got to do, you know, we got to whore ourselves out for shit like Subtoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where I got to, you know, everybody please like me for a month. You know, it's embarrassing. <laughs> so now I just go over to Twitter and do it. Uh, right? Enough. I post a photograph of a pumpkin and say, fill it up, assholes. Let's go. Yeah. Here's what I was going to say before. The, 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 the the if if it was a good business model someone would have come along and made a better version of twitter but the problem with twitter all along was it wasn't sustainable they they were just chasing growth without any model for yeah. monetization yep. and so when they finally had to like make money somehow they were like ah, ads and it was like no it's no one it doesn't work they don't they're not they don't engage anyone and if they, they they annoy people, but I don't think it's like making enough I, money. I don't believe the. Uh, I'm with you. I don't believe I've clicked on a single Twitter yeah, ad. Right. Mm. So like, why would anyone else be like, well, I'll make a Twitter, but good. It's like, okay, but how are you going to pay for the moderators? Think, how are you going to pay for I, the servers? I think it's that eight dollars a right. month. I think yeah. it goes uh, back but to ho- that. Hoping that it, that eight dollars a month will do it, but it might, it might end up being like thirty bucks a month. I'm not doing that. It's, I'm not doing eight. Here's the crazy idea that no one's going to like either. It's got to be someone like Amazon just rolling oh. it into Prime. Just be like, yeah. here you go. It's free but it's part of your prime membership that that's the only thing or if apple would step up and do it too like they could bundle it with all their bullshit but it, again it's still Apple's a different bun- proposition Apple's bundles are bullshit <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i rely on them but i i, I don't disagree that they are uh, overpriced and under yeah but then the- and then they fool you oh you know what we combined all these things and you pay one single fee uh, and then, but all of the things are like missing the one thing you want, unless you go to the, <laughs> what, what do you need? You, you want Apple fitness plus? I want, I forget which one I want, but it's not part of the $9 one. I got to jump no. up to the $20 yeah, one. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, mm-hmm. right. I know what you're doing. You're playing games with me. I mean, that's again, like Apple hasn't gotten into that business because they're too smart. They know it's a, a, a fucking sinkhole. They'll never get out well, of if they try. Cause they, cause they did the thing where they made their version of AOL for a while. And then they got out of that cause they realized that was a little bit like in 1994 yeah huh what are we talking i don't know it what that a means thing called e-world uh-huh. that it was software that came on every mac when you bought a mac in like from 93 to 95 or something and it was like it was basically Mac's version of aol it was a yeah. dial-up but i don't know what that means either what it was just like AOL. Earth, like Earthling? it was an internet yeah. connection okay. that gotcha. had chat rooms yep. and mm-hmm. an email address that you could use and oh okay not a lot else honestly that's kind yeah. of all it was but i mean in a way that's all aol was yeah right but it was I was on there and it was fascinating. I, I like it was it like in, in true Apple fashion. It was very cutesy mm-hmm. and uh, way fewer people than AOL. <laughs> uh, limited engagement with human beings. Uh, but, you know, that was before there was bots and stuff. So it was just kind of we- it was just a weird experience yeah. and not very useful. But it was before anyone knew anything else. So it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess I could log on and go here for. 10 minutes a day and that's like kind of interesting i did that on web tv and then yeah. uh, you know uh jim pardo at web tv.net yeah and um you know there'd be little news groups and little games yeah. you could play right. play on your tv but and to your point though i when i first got it i was on probably seven hours like from wow. midnight to 7 a.m because <laughs> it was a whole new world yeah and yeah. then once once you cover all of that then it's like oh, 10 about 10 minutes a day i'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. log on to my yeah. television Right. Then I got an Earthlink account when I got a laptop. But that was probably more like what ninety eight, ninety seven, something like that. Uh, that would have been. I moved here in ninety five. No, that would have been yeah ninety six, ninety seven. 
Web TV. Yeah, I think like the internet as a whole was a little more developed by then. Like I think eWorld didn't even connect to the actual internet, the open internet, did it? Like I think it was its own weird little. I don't remember. Bubble. That sounds familiar. Yeah, so it was super limited. Like you couldn't look up like well, naked but, pictures of women or something if you but, wanted right. to. AOL was kind of like that, wasn't it? Harder to get to like message think, boards and I stuff. I think originally AOL didn't have any open internet access. Whereas e- Earthlink did. Yeah, Earthlink was just an ISP. Yeah. Like they might have had their own weird little and interface. And what was but, a big a big thing when I first got on the World Wide Web was uh, these news groups like alt.standup.com alt.comedy.standup right. yep and so I believe that's what it was uh, what was that a part of was that part of those were just Usenet groups that were basically uh, like someone would host it on a server and like you just like you, in their house or something yeah right? you just oh. you were just connecting to another and why person's did they, why did they die why did something like that die because of Twitter and Facebook it's, and still MySpace out, they're still out there yeah, I mean, I think I think message boards were probably the first thing, or, or chat rooms and message boards kind of replaced that. They were a little more sophisticated and organized, and it, it was you know those things were not a, for profit. They were just like fans doing something for a community, or just one person stepping up and being like, "Hey, I will host this so that everyone can." chat or comedy or but it was yeah. you know you remember it was just text it was super basic I, but i enjoyed it I, yeah no it was I great very much enjoyed it but but then once you know once the first internet bubble started to expand that there were people looking at like how can we monetize that idea like how can we and the answer was like message boards mm. and so people and you would, made a lot of money from ast <laughs> sure oh God, i'm rolling in it right i mean yeah, that, that message board special thing.com that's mm. that bankrolled it's be, you know everything. why is because we charged everyone eight dollars a month yeah that's <laughs> And, uh, and it worked. You never made a dime off that, right? That would, that would, that would, no, I never tried to. I oh. mean, uh, there was never ads. Uh, we basically just the record label was the sort of the idea of monetizing it, I guess, or and, an extension. And of we it. know, sure, you know, obviously that you guys are making money on that. There's no, <laughs> look, I, I don't know what your business is over there, but there's no fucking way you're making uh, money. Primarily, our business now is uh, cardboard storage. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got jewel boxes. <laughs> well, there's stuff inside the cardboard, boxes. but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, uh, we're doing great. Look, we're, we're rolling with the changes and uh, uh, we're rolling in the deep. Honestly, you may you may need to have a um, uh, like a sidewalk sale. You may need to. We've been talking about this for years. I think, you know, the, the pandemic interrupted a sort of one version of a plan to like clear everything out. And we have to get back to that idea. Um, I, I would I, only so that I could walk clearly to the bathroom. <laughs> that's, that's, it doesn't it doesn't affect my life in any way or form. I'm right. just talking for because we have to talk and yeah. be full of bullshit does anybody like the pocket on this shirt do we like the pocket <laughs> i do i do can't tell if i like the pocket do, do you mind i do have i do have something i can play that as a button to our last conversation okay down on tweet street sure thank you very much good button thank yeah, you yeah because we gotta move away from that that was <laughs> yeah that was it everybody we gained from Soaktoberfest <laughs> we lost because of that conversation <laughs> uh that's a great mike henry thank you mike I guess the the free listener may not know that we did finally get over fifty percent, which was our our <laughs> revised. No, goal. No, they, no, no, they got it because we we did it live on. Uh, oh no, it did not happen it live. It did on, not uh, happen live no. on last week. You're episode. right. My apologies. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, it happened um, that night. Later that day, right? yeah. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Before, so we got yeah. to fifty percent, which again for the free listener that don't know that. That's kind of what we were hoping for at the end of the day. We we we, we were pie in the skying it with ten sixty nine, really just for the sixty nine joke. <laughs> Funny grown men. <laughs> um, 
But uh, very grateful for all of you that uh, took the leap into the uh, who are now subscribe and the folks that gifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we uh, Smile Train uh, has, if I'm not mistaken, they have found a as they've done with Parkastathons. Yeah. They have found a person, a a, a a matching donor, a matching donor. Yeah. Uh, so uh, not only are we doubling it, yeah. they are matching the double. But there's an even more exciting What's twist the, to that. Walk Jimmy. me through this. Yeah, yes. a very generous listener who we're not sure if, if they want their name shared publicly, so I won't say it yet, but maybe later I will. Like tomorrow or not tomorrow. That'd be weird. Just the next time we record, I guess. Well, you know what? <laughs> Come in here tomorrow and talk about it. <laughs> well, I actually will be here tomorrow, but yeah. Uh, I could I could record an addendum and drop it in, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, so yeah, this very generous listener uh, before, without even knowing about the Smile Train match, emailed us and said hey I, i'm just like i'm really so he's matching ours uh that there yeah th- th- that's the idea so the the there's one match from a listener and then that so that doubles our double and then we're gonna send a smile train and then they're they'll match that so we're getting like three was that three x four x match yeah 4X, that's, 4X. that's very nice two times two. yeah that's great and again it's for the children we do it for yeah. the, you're welcome children yeah you're welcome you're welcome that we do this program so you can walk around your <laughs> tiny village with a smile. <laughs> what, an ass, what if I really meant that? What if I meant it that mm. awfully? Um, and then uh, at some point, I guess we'll discuss if we're ever going to do Parkastathon again. That'll be, be a conversation. It seems, you know what it feels like? It feels like we're having just a conversation because Garen's not here. Yeah. And it's kind of a rainy day. So it, it, almost, yeah. it almost feels like a snow day. Yeah. Like we're just talking. Right. As, a little bit. And forgetting that we're supposed to be entertaining. <laughs> I know you two have forgotten that, certainly. I'm doing my best. You two, you two have forgotten. You two I think it's forgotten. okay to have a, an open and honest discussion about why everyone should quit Twitter. Um, <laughs> That's not really what now we're listen, talking about. Now, listen, but let's talk about a few things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a two wonderful photographs, and this goes hand in hand with Matt Belknap being a, being a lying piece of shit. Oh, what? Uh, and I'm going to explain why. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, so so uh, when our friend who was here, uh, Regan Burns was here mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday with a button-up shirt-looking class thing. He was busting our balls and we were all in T-shirts. Yeah. And Matt Belknap says, I wear a collar on Mondays. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then so <laughs> over the weekend, though, Matt Belknap, there's two wonderful photographs on Facebook. Okay. One pregame of uh, uh, Matt and his son getting ready for the uh, the finals yeah the MLS Cup finals of a soccer game yeah. and then there's the after mm-hmm. of you guys with uh, somebody broke out the wallet and bought nothing but championship gear, <laughs> scarves and hats and t- ill-fitting t-shirts, it seems. Whoops. And so now That's one of them is in the room today instead of a collar on a Monday. I had to wear it. I had to. I had to. I would have worn it. Listen, if the White Sox won the World Series, I would have worn my White Sox shirt today, yeah. too. So 100 percent. Yeah. Like you, you get you get caught up in it. Like I, I, I probably could have got this shirt uh, on the Internet or, you know, waited a week and I found it for like much less money. Just from any no, sporting goods store, you buy it there. But like, I love yes. I, I, this. Like win, winning a championship. First of all, I, I think I've only, uh, I, I've been to a couple other championship games in my life. But like, I don't think I've ever been as emotionally invested as I was with with LAFC winning. And uh, I was just, it was exciting, incredible, unbelievable game. I, I won't bore you guys. You, I'm, you don't from care. what from what I understand, yeah. from my from my other friends on Facebook and other people that are actually not really all that interested, yeah. they claim it may be one of the best finals of all time. It, That's it's, best, one of the best games of all time. People who have I, I I can't claim to have followed the league closely for its entire existence, uh, but I can say there are people who have done that who said it was the best MLS Cup final in history. And it's the best soccer game, or not not in terms of quality of play, but the most 
exciting and dramatic soccer game I've ever seen in person, certainly. And maybe even period. Like I, I don't, I, it's hard like just to give you like a, a thumbnail sketch of, of how crazy it was. LAFC was up. They were tied. They were up again. It was tied again with less than 10 minutes, went to overtime. <clears throat> they, they, their goalkeeper, broke his leg stopping a goal Whoa. from happening and got a red card so was carted away and now we're down a man started away with the card <laughs> you carted away with the red card now we're down a man with now we're in in stoppage time of the overtime we, we're down a man philadelphia scored a goal it, but but there's so much ex, there's so much added time because of the the injury so so now we're down a goal and it's already the 125th minute of the game and then we score a goal to tie it again and then it goes to penalty kicks and the backup goalkeeper that had to come in with only a few minutes left in the game ice cold stops two penalty kicks to win the game for wow. us Wow. unreal just exciting. absolutely insane it's exciting yeah so it was, it was crazy to it was just crazy in general but to be there was so exciting and awesome Char- young charles enjoyed it as well yes we were screaming our heads up you can tell that's part of the reason why i don't really have a voice anymore <laughs> so. let me ask you a couple of questions about this Are, is there chatter in the belknap household of season tickets we have that there has been a little bit of chatter on that front um my feeling was after the I, I probably would have done if, if not for the pandemic, I probably would have done it already. But when the pandemic happened and then coming out of it, I was just kind of like, I don't know if I want to go to that many games. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know what the future is going to hold. Well, we, but, and, but, but we never know what the future is. I hold, so no, But in terms of how safe it's going to be to go to a, a, a place like that. But here's the thing. Like, I do feel like um, but my rationale at the time was like, look, I have a few different ins with people who could sometimes get me tickets. I can always buy my own tickets. I I've been able to go to the amount of games that I want to mm. go to generally. Like I, I think I went to five this year. How many games are there? There's, I, there's I 14 home. Se- oh, home. then you, oh, wait, no, let's get you is, is it 14 tickets. or is it 18? Oh, then don't. I thought it was 14. <laughs> I think it's eight. 18 seems like too many. There's 17. It's like thir- 34 games. I think in the regular season. So there's be 17 home games. So you went to five and you, you feel like something you've, like uh, that. Maybe not even, I can't remember. Like, yeah, I mean, also my life, like life gets busy, you know, like I, there's a lot of stuff. The games are on weekends and the kids are always doing stuff like I don't I just don't know. I don't want to be the guy who's like always like, sorry, I can't do it. I got to go to this game right. or just being like, hey, does anyone need these tickets? I can't yeah, go. That's a good point. So I just kind of. Yeah, you go to the five or six. Go to the ones go. that I want to go to. I got to go to the conference final and the the, the cup final, which is amazing. No, I get a lot of emails, by the way, people asking me if uh, if I went along with you because we had that conversation. Right, right, right. About how I, you know, you should bring me. Yeah. Uh, which of course I I was all saying for humor. You you bring your son. You bring somebody who's really interested. <laughs> right. Um, uh, also, I want to say this out loud to those people. Uh, even if you did bring me, I'm not going to tell you an email. I'm going to wait and tell you on the show so that we have a story. Yeah, who are you, Garen? Right? I mean, I mean, come on. It's an on-air conversation. They're, they're, you know, we, we just talk about Twitter. We don't want to talk about Twitter. We want to tell you, like, if I went to the game, that would be the, and then exciting news, Matt did drag me to the game, and yeah. here's my thoughts on it. But that did not happen. It would have been an insane first game for you to go to. I would have enjoyed it. It was, yeah. on, it was, on, it was on Saturday? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Saturday. Uh, what did I do on Saturday? What did I do? Oh, you know what? My uh, my wife went to a thing, so my son and I went to see that George Clooney Julia Roberts movie. Oh, how was uh, it? You know what? It is exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And if you are a father or a uh, or a mother of a certain age, you will cry. Uh, you will sob. <laughs> it is. And Julia, you know, they're. I mean, they're great. The mm-hmm. two of them are flawless. And the young lady, who you know from other movies, uh, whose name I can't pull, the actress, she's great. I forget. Um, is it Amanda Seyfried? No. No. It's um, 
I, I don't remember her name. I thought of her because she, she's in Mamma Mia, which seems like a similar plot, but not really. It is um, it is a similar plot, but not really. I'll go along with that. Yeah. Uh, it is. You've seen everything in the trailer. You, it is by the by the book. But you, you you buy the ticket because you want to see the the chemistry between those two actors, which is are, great. And then and there's wonderful uh, bloopers at the end. Oh, fun! There's outtakes and great. George George Clooney is. I, I'll just tell you one. One is there's a group scene and he turns to an extra mm. and he goes, uh, "What do you think, John? Are we ready? John? John's ready? <laughs> <laughs> How do you not like that? Yeah. How do you not like that? So it's uh, you know you get there, you get your popping corn, you get a delicious beverage. I had a nice tea. I'll put that on the list of like when it reaches a streaming platform, I, I will check it out. Uh, that is kind of how we felt. And then we just kind of were like, you know, because of my health issues, which mm-hmm. are, imp- knock on wood, are improving. And I believe that that procedure I did uh, is really, really helpful and beneficial. Oh, great. I awesome. Mean, I, I, I do not want to oversell it because yeah. what if in it's three on wood, weeks right? it's not, but I'm knocking again. Uh, at least someone's here. Hold on, someone's here. Someone's <laughs> <up there. laughs> um, I'm hope. I'm so hopeful because mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I am night and day over what I was a month ago. That's fantastic. And right. let's hope that it is all moving in the positive direction. Yeah. Um, that said, I also believe that canceling my road gigs was helpful too for you know stress reasons and yes. stuff like that. So like just knowing like I have four months to just kind of get better mm-hmm. after all of this uh, without any uh, pressures and stuff. Anyhow. I I I want I, I want so badly like hey mom's not gonna be around let's go to Top Golf or let's go bowling or let's do mm-hmm. something other than just sitting in a freaking movie theater yeah. now that said my son loves movies right um so that's what we did and it was either that or the uh, Brendan Gleeson uh, Colin uh, Farrell movie right and Danielle has some interest in seeing that so we oh, okay and Oliver was like you know what I know that's gonna be a great movie uh, but um, I'm in the mood for something really stupid. And that's, what, and that's what we got. Love it. That's what we got. Yeah. Uh, you know, had I known, we could have, uh, you know, just hopped on the train and gone down to the stadium and watched some guys leave. Because I'm not going in. But watch some people leave happily. Uh, we just, be part, just be a part of the excitement. It's a weird, the weird footnote to the whole thing, though, is that USC's homecoming game was the same day yes. at oh. the Coliseum, which LAFC Stadium, it was basically built on the side of the old LA uh what was that? The sports arena, the old oh, okay. uh, place, the Clippers' old place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they're so that's right next door. They're in the same. They're all part of Exposition Park, uh, and so basically, USC just bigfooted LAFC, and they were just like, you can't have tailgates, you can't, you can't have any parking. There was no parking for LAFC, <laughs> so like, they were just like, they were like, they had to tell people park at Dodger Stadium, and we'll have a shuttle, or you can, you know, there's private. How'd lots. you get there? Well, so my friend. Greg, a, a crazy fan, uh, he he has his brother-in-law has season tickets and he got to go. So he drove down at like eight o'clock in the morning, parked his car in a secret spot that we know about. And I'm not going to tell anyone where it is, <laughs> but uh, parked his car, took the metro home. And then we he, the three of us, Charlie and him and me, we Ubered down and then he drove us home. Gotcha. Which was so great because a lot of uh, yeah. i know it's, it's it's crazy that he was willing to do that but he had something he had a commitment on the other side of it so he's like i need to get home sort of quickly after the games i can't be like stuck in a you know train or an uber or a train yeah, yeah whatever the hell so like otherwise we eat i mean i would have said like i normally i would take the train because i've done the metro before and it's usually great but for this specific thing with 
USC playing at the same time, I was like, it's going to be a nightmare getting a train, you know, just getting into it and getting, you know, the time thing. So I was like, I probably would have just parked at Dodger Stadium otherwise. Yeah, shut it up. Yeah. My, my beautiful wife, Danielle Kenny, you know her from the podcast. I'm surviving with her Christine. Uh, she and Christine went, they were down in that area. I, oh. Uh, and they'll talk about it on their own show mm-hmm. why they went, or maybe they won't. It's not, right. it's not, a, it's not my story to tell. Yeah. Uh, but she did say that they then went, tried to go to lunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it was this homecoming game, that there were just a gazillion students yes. and parents, it's and insane. it was insane. I just remembered I had a celebrity sighting at halftime, and so let's. I oh, think we got to do this. All right, let's let's kick that in the ass then. Oh, this is Pearl Jam, <laughs> right? No, Stone Temple Pilots. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're having a lot of troubles with that sort of thing in the last week or so. Wait a minute. Oh, did we accidentally say it was Pearl Jam? No, no, no. Obviously. But but I I, I saw some... Uh, I did an audio slave song, not a Soundgarden song oh. on a recent episode. <laughs> but I do feel like maybe we mislabeled that one recently. Or, or is that... I'm sure well, that's true. I'm looking for the tweet of the, of the pedantic prick that felt the need to correct me. He's probably a good listener and a nice man. And in my defense, audio slave also has Chris Cornell, so... Yes. That's... Um, totally fair i can't you know, listen i i don't know where it's at but somebody corrected whatever i said i said the wrong thing and then i just did it again i just said the wrong <laughs> thing because because uh, at the end of the day i'll tell you this i don't give a shit yeah i don't care who it is i don't care uh you know i just don't i don't care let me see if anybody verified any new verifications uh, liked <laughs> any of my tweets uh who's this uh walter candy liked the tweet nice oh, there you go Oh, that's interesting. Which one did they like? Oh, the couple who vote together save democracy together. That picture of Danielle and I voting. Nice. We oh, yeah. I forgot to put my sticker on. This is way, by the way, there's... there's. Uh, by the time. By the time. We, we have... Because we record on Mondays and occasionally Tuesdays, right. we have a history of... <laughs> We leave here not knowing if the world's going to be okay <laughs> or yep. if it's going to be awful. So we may come in on Thursday or you may, no, no, you're going to be, uh, yeah, on Thursday. It could be yeah. like when Brandy Posey walked in like a yeah. zombie yep. after the 2016. So uh, come well, on, man. I, I know that you can't hear this in time, mm-hmm. but get out there and vote. Everybody needs to yeah. do the right thing. Mm-hmm. All right. You saw an actor. No. You saw an actress. Well, let me let me quickly say, like, you know, I saw a lot of people on the Jumbotron. A friend of the show, Colin Hanks, was there, big LFC fan. He got to bring the trophy out oh, with, with with uh, Rob McElhaney, who's a Philadelphia native, oh. uh, representing the uh, opposing team. Uh, Sia was there. Uh, Wiz Khalifa was there. Justin Bieber was there. Obviously, Will, Ferrell, Will Ferrell is one of the owners of LFC. I'm he a young there. man. who I'm an old man, rather, who yeah. doesn't know these sort of thing. Is Sia the young lady that can't see past her hair? Yeah. Is that her? <laughs> That's right. And how did she enjoy the game then? She she had, you know what? She, th- this is what's weird. They showed her, she's also a big LFC fan, and she had sunglasses on so that she could watch, apparently. Does she then look like Cousin It, where <laughs> well, just the glasses go over the hair? What I thought was funny is like, I... I you could put anybody up there. I don't know what Sia looks right. like because of her, her wig. So it was like, I'll take your word for it that that is Sia watching the game. But uh, this, but but what happened was at halftime, Charlie and I ran to the bathroom, humongous line. So we're waiting in line, and as we're waiting, this guy walks up and um, has he's uh, talking to somebody, and there's a someone filming him. Uh, Somebody's filming him, taking a squeeze. No, no, not in the bathroom. Like this is outside the bathroom. Like he's like going down the concourse, basically. But if, all right. So if he's walking up, and did, did he do the curb enthusiasm of "Oh, I'm going to now start talking to somebody in line and cut"? He did not do that. Okay. No, thank God. No, he was uh, like, you'll understand when you know okay. more. So it's a musician. No, it's an athlete. No, 
Uh, and it's not an actor. No. Is it a what is, is it a like a newscaster or sports newscaster? No. Is it a podcaster? No. Comedian. Politician. 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 Gavin Newsom. No. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't Rick Caruso. It was Rick Caruso. Oh, oh boy. Come on, Pressing man. the flesh oh. at the oh, game. Oh, I would whiz on his fucking shoes. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, and so he, <laughs> he, you know, he had, so somebody was filming for, you know, to use for their social media probably, uh, standing behind him with a little rig. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was one of those gross politician things where he's just like all smiley trying to shake every hand he can i was like get the fuck out of here get out man. of here scram yeah. I, I bet and i can find this out but i don't know if it's useful to do it i bet i know the person who he hired to do that oh maybe not so? the actual camera operator but the person who provided it because you think so yeah because because that's how i got to work for when they were building the um americana i shot some video which oh. was the opportunity that i got to learn that uh rick russo is an asshole because <laughs> um, he was real rude to me a guy who was just doing his job in mm. fairness you are a little annoying as somebody else who's your boss from, uh, I, you know what I'm with you, yeah. you know so, now, so now you wish you, you voted oh, for I gotta go back and vote I gotta revote. see I didn't I, since I'm in Burbank I didn't even have a say in that anyway I didn't you don't get to yeah you don't get don't to vote, vote for I don't Karen vote Bass in, in LA City yeah which is weird because I mean it, it does seem all encompassing. Like Culver City doesn't either, right? Right. Santa Monica and doesn't. West West Hollywood right. doesn't. But it all seems weird. so like. I know it affects us because mm-hmm. you know, right. if you go into LA, I, you know, we do all the time. Well, you walk across the street from Burbank into North right. Hollywood. Exactly. And you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, this interesting, not interesting, just a fun little thing for Elise and me. Uh, since we moved three blocks, we we are now in Shiftville. We're in Shift oh, territory. Oh, you left the yeah. other fella. Yeah, we were Brad Sherman. Uh, he was our representative uh, for ten years, and now we're now we're Shiffies. Shifty Shiffy. Adam Schiff, according to my former president Donald J. Trump, is not a good-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he, sh- he said something like that yeah. at one of his rallies over the weekend as he was oh, spouting boy. just a bunch of nonsense but who cares he's, I, I mean right you I, know who else is a good looking man Donald, Donald Trump how about you prick how about that it's insane it's insanity is he, is he young was a young Donald Trump okay looking I don't I, I mean uh, I think because question. he had money it kind of made him look more attractive but i think if he was just a dude he'd go he'd go hey, he's, a, he's, he's a dude he's a dude he's tall he was tall and had yeah. blonde hair that mm-hmm. that's for a lot of people that's enough and, and he was, kind of a squarish jaw and he was thin too yeah. like, so mm-hmm. uh, which uh you know when you picture yeah square jaw chiseled thin guy yeah that's why i bring that up he he strikes me as the kind of person who chews with his mouth open <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll go along with that and then you're the asshole if you say something to him about yep. i'm just enjoying my sandwich God damn it. I would I would like to not enjoy your sandwich. Yeah. I, I think I could kick him in the face. I think I could. I mean, you'd have to get on a chair. He's he's tall. Well, I'm assuming he's laying down. Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, cuz I'm going to what yeah. I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. In fact, we're all in on this. Okay. Uh, Wait, what now? Yeah, we're all in. Okay. So, mm. he walks in here cuz I got a book for next week. <laughs> he walks in here. He's a comedian. And you get behind him on your hands and knees. Oh, you, Matt, I'll Matt push pushes him, him and down kick him in the head. and then I kick him in the head. <laughs> so see, it's a, it's, a, it's all never funny. So it's a good thing Garen's not here because we don't have a spot for him. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, we have to call him. Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah, we do. All right, let's call him before our guest gets here so we could yell at him <laughs> uh, proper. Do I know how to contact him? I hope so. Do uh, you have his phone number? I think I do. There it is. Okay. Okay, okay here we go. There's Garen Cockrell. Who, who again, none of us responded to him on our on our thread when he said, are you guys going to call me? Hello, hello. Hey, Garen, it's Jimmy Pardo at Never Not Funny. How are you? I'm doing well. 
how are you? Good. I got to turn it up now. We just said you're off on assignment. We didn't want to uh, blow up your spot as to why you're ridiculously missing work today. Um, so, uh, but you, you don't. You, this is your job, Garen. We, we're our oh, guest. You know is what? Here. Our guest is here. We got to call you. Back. Okay, we're gonna call you back. We're gonna call. <laughs> we'll call you back later with the uh, with the subject line, and then we'll call you with the question. All right. We'll see you later. All right, bye. There's Garen Cockerell. He's off on assignment. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess we should have probably done that sooner. Yeah, we probably should have done that sooner. All right, Elliot's off to get uh, our guest, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, all right, there's Elliot Hopeberg, and now the gentleman's walking in. Paul Reiser is walking in. Come on in, Paul. You're wearing a hoodie because you're a child. <laughs> Welcome in. Come on, know, go right I to the seat. Oh, wait, wait. The whole wait. Thing now where you, there's no intro. You're just, you're on the air. You're, you're on the, the air. In. That, that's because I, I like the excitement of you getting, you know, you feel the vibe, the energy. It is exciting, isn't it, when oh. I walk in? Yeah, I didn't mean it in that way, but I appreciate you trying to spin it positively for yourself. Uh, now, listen, you just hit the table in a nice way, and that brings us right to Reboot, <laughs> yeah. where you did the funniest line, in the, I'm going to say it in the history of television, and I'm going all the way back to Gleason. Wow. Uh, you... Went to hit the desk, and you said, I thought the desk was higher. Yeah. That was certainly an ad lib, and yeah. it was left in. I literally went like that and went, I just missed. <laughs> I was standing further away. It's, 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 a, it's a twist, actually, on the Jerry Lewis taking a sip of water. I thought I was taller. Ah. It's, it's, uh, but I, you know, I can't say I That's thought good. of that at the time. But, yes, it's so funny. Somebody, somebody tweeted that and, and mentioned that line, and I went, what fucking line? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's, that and is, I was on. I went, oh wow, they kept that. Yeah, because it's the it's it is. And I'm going to say this: it's the funniest thing you've ever said, and it certainly is the funniest thing in the history of comedy. I think I just got hurt a little. No, bit. I, then I said it's the funniest thing in comedy. You got promoted. You used to sit all the way over there. Uh, no, nope. that's a different. One guy's not here today. I I got a haircut. Oh, you but nobody. You were never there. He's all. He was always there. I've always always there. Yeah, he's been my uh, producer and co-host uh, from no, day but one. He didn't sit there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're all wrong. <laughs> you're all wrong. You were doing so well with the table thing, and now it's all. <laughs> what is it that's so important? I had to come back. I've been on this show what for fifteen, twenty. I times? believe this is your sixth time. Six. That's wow. Uh, what do a, I get if I get 10? Do I get like a free a, scoop? You get a sandwich. Yeah, you get, you really? What do you want? The Rocky Road? We can give him that hat. Yeah, you get a hat. Give you a hat. We yeah, we'll give, we'll give you a hat. You want a hat? You wear hats? You're a hat guy? I like it. I enjoy a hat. Okay. How are you, Jimmy? Good. Can I say, let me ask you a question, speaking of hats. When you go to your IMDb page, are you happy with the photo they've chosen for you? <laughs> I have no idea. I never go to my IMDb page. Uh, I go to your page on a daily basis, and, and you can't be happy with the photo. Well, that's my. That's why I don't go. Um, I don't, I don't, I, see now, I'm a little curious, because what the yeah. hell did I have? But, on the other hand, I also, I've learned, I don't look somewhere where I know I'm going to be upset. So like, oh, did you see the review? I'm like, oh, I'm not going to read it now right. because it just you kind of have to judo. You have to go. Oh, there's too many things that'll make you feel bad. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a bad article. Somebody once said so because I learned that a while ago. Just there's nothing to be gained. And somebody once said, oh, did you see you won a thing? This is was a couple of years ago. I said, what? It's at some magazine. They gave an award like the top ten. It was some horrible, like, top 10 celebrity, um, couldn't have been tweets or blogs, maybe. I don't know what it was. And I went, I said, what do you mean? They go, no, it's, it's, it's really good. You, you'll feel good. I said, I don't want to read. No, it's really, it's complimentary. So I went, all right. My ego got the best of me. And the first, though it was nice, the first sentence was, you know, I usually don't find Paul Reiser funny. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Why did you tell me to read this? Why? 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 And why did I fall for it? Because, yeah. because ego. 
Um, I voted, Jimmy. Yeah, we. My, my wife and I voted yesterday. There you go. Uh, Rick Caruso, certainly, right? <laughs> you went Caruso. Sure. That boy did the right thing. <laughs> I voted for uh, Jimmy Carter again. I voted <laughs> so much the first. You. Uh, you know what? If I was old enough, I would have voted for Jimmy Carter. My my mom and stepfather were all in on Jimmy Carter. Yeah. And I. And so you therefore, I was. oh, that was the seventies. Yeah, you were a child. Yeah. I don't think I voted. I can't yeah. remember what my first vote was, but I was thinking about. It was a bigger deal before you had all these options with the online. You had to go to the place. Is that mm-hmm. in your lifetime with the curtains? And oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I remember being a kid, like five, and going with my mom or my dad. And it was like part of the indoctrination of, you should know, this is important. And it was just, I didn't get it, but like something is happening here. Right. You're stepping behind a curtain. You're pulling a thing. It was exciting. Yeah. Now I step behind curtains and pull things, but it's different. It's a different thing. <laughs> different. It's a different thing. You just don't want to get caught. And exactly. you, don't, you don't bring your children to that one. Don't bring my children. <laughs> and just like the vote, nobody needs to know. That's exactly right. It's, it's, their, it's your business. Exactly. It's your business. Let me ask you a question about your children. And, your, and you've been with your wife, Paula. For what, 35, 30 years? We've been together 40 years. 40 years. At, yeah, in a couple of weeks, it'll be 40 years that we met in the little comedy club. And But yes, married 34 years. And I'll be honest, it's enough. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking about getting out? I don't think about getting out, but I can certainly say it's enough. Yeah? Do you yeah. think she's thinking about it? Oh, she Daily. I, I see her thumbing through some travel catalogs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and some pictures of younger men going, oh. I quote you, quite frankly, too much. Um, but you, you used to do this. You did it in conversation once, and then you brought it into your act, where you talked about marriage in the way that you, you find the person. This is the perfect person for me. This is the, you know, and then, and it's still fucking hard. Yes. And I, so I quote that when people say, they're, well, yeah, my wife and I were having this. I go, you know, I'm going to quote the great, if I may, the prophet Paul yeah, Rodgers. <laughs> and, but I think it's a great you know, while you're just a jackass comedian, it's a great well, way to. I, you know, one, by it. the way, when I did it in my act, I, one time I, when I was just getting back into stand up a few years ago and I did it, I said, you know, married, we married a long time and it, and it, she's great, but it's still hard. And a guy giggled in the front. I went, what? Oh, you're doing a hard joke? And oh, I go, God. I, so I had to say, it's still challenging. Mm-hmm. It's still difficult. Like, I wasn't doing a dick joke. <laughs> right. Um, but that's how you know. Somebody in the audience is <laughs> yeah. dumber than you are. You go, ah, or smarter than you are. But, uh, yeah, it is It is always... I, I'm, I'm still learning that, as we all. It's like, you know, now I joke, I say, well, it's all good. It's not all good, but it's all mm-hmm. good. So, yes, you have to accept that it's never going to be perfect. But, you know, that's that's the nature of the beast. I was remembering this. So I was conversation I was having earlier about uh, if you ever meet somebody who's sort of spiritual and says something, you know, you should do this and that'll be good for you. And you go, most of us will go, well, that just sounds crazy, but I don't know if you think it'll help. So I remembered a conversation I had. Yoko Ono did Mad About You. And she came with her her friend, pal, assistant, a guy, Elliot Mintz, who used to work with them. And I, I remember we talked about it, I said, you know, Yoko would always famously go to uh, spiritual and spiritual. She would either, I don't know what she did. She would go to people, she would read the spiritual things. And she would always say, John, I think you need to travel east for uh, a week. Or I need you, need to. And he would do all these things. And I, I said, forgive me. I said, but if you're that uh, on top of things, wouldn't you see what happened coming? <laughs> wouldn't you like, and I goes, 
he goes, and I think he said something to the effect of, you know, she probably did, but you don't always listen to your wife. I went, okay. <laughs> so even at that level of coupleness, John right. and Yoko, John goes, John goes, nah, I hear you, sweetie, but you know what? I think I'm going to go this way today. Right. Yeah. So that was, I found it very comforting and human. Wonderful. Did, yeah. did you enjoy her company, Yoko? I did. I did. We, 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 it was crazy. It was the, the, uh, I didn't mean to get into a Mad About You episode so quickly, but I was thinking about that. But um, the episode, which was really fun, became uh, basically what was actually going on in at the time that Yoko was coming. We had no script. And I, I go, guys, guys, we, we have to get this together. Yoko's here. Yoko. And I was just getting really beside myself. And Larry Charles, who was running the show at the time, quite brilliantly said, that's the show, which is Paul is tripping all over himself to make Yoko happy, mm -hmm. and everything he says is wrong, and everything he thinks he knows about Yoko is wrong, and then that turned out to be exactly right. So I'm like, so the, the the big joke, I you know, I said to Helen Hunt, to Jamie the character, I said, don't whatever you do, don't mention Beatles. She's tired of talking about the Beatles. She doesn't like to talk about the, Be and then she comes in and talks about the Beatles. <laughs> all right, wrong there, and I think that was actually a thing where she actually. Pitched Yoko actually pitched the joke of, you know, many people think that uh, I broke up the Beatles. I went, whatever you do, don't say that she <laughs> broke up the Beatles. So there you go. Live and learn. It's got to be hard for her because overall, most people just don't care for her because of that, right? Like, unfairly. They're just yeah. like, well, she she ruined my favorite band. Most, most people don't care for you and me either, by the really? way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. You go by the sheer numbers. I'll go on the internet and prove that. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no question. Check out my IMDb uh, page. Uh, just, uh, just today, some guy told me to uh, shut my mouth or whatever. So, uh, yes, uh, daily yeah. basis, you yeah. told you're an idiot. I um, have a buddy, my buddy Eddie, who's probably listening right now, Ed, I call him Ed, Listens to you religiously. Oh, that's nice. And uh, says, you know, I, I heard you the other day on Jimmy's. I go, who's listening to that? But apparently, people seem to enjoy us. <laughs> we, uh, it's uh, you know, we get the Joe Rogan audience. And so we, get, <laughs> we get the good folks. We talk about the Invermectin. We tell you what to do to get over this thing. Uh, we we were we we have a very nice audience, and we, we truly have the greatest audience. In the I've world. always said that. Uh, is it? Is that you know, you're I always say that when I'm here. Yeah, and then <laughs> I go elsewhere. I you say go elsewhere. I'll tell you what, Joe, you're doing great stuff. Yeah, over here. You you're doing still great. eating the bugs. I like what Jimmy's doing. Um, what uh, now? The name of the and we'll take a break. But the name of the new program is Reboot. Yes, and we referenced it with the with the with the desk. Knocking. God bless you for catching that. It is the show is terrific. It's yeah. good, right? It's it really is good. terrific. Yeah. I'm waiting to hear. Uh, I, I I you know it seems really impossible that they wouldn't. Order another oh wait! So you truly don't, we don't know. know? We don't know. Wow. They haven't picked it up. There. We have indications that they will, but uh, it, historically, networks have not always done what I wish. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my wish list is not in there, factored into their decision-making process. I see. So I, I you know, I, I, do, I, I can't assume they're going to do the right thing. I'm baffled by that because it really feels like it's ready to go. And so, yeah, yeah it's rare uh, that the show is like, well, they top to bottom. It's got a great cast. And mm -hmm. Steve Levitan is a great writer and he's got a terrific room of writers. And it's really funny and more so than I thought it would be. I mean, it was a great script and we had a great time. And then I saw it put together. I went, oh, this is really good. And it's even though it's really, really funny, it's like, oh, you actually care about these characters, yeah. mm -hmm. it's like, which I didn't. Expect because I'm not a caring person. No, you're, you're, you're a robot. Uh, I will say we talked about on this very program the the joy of it. And it's uncomfortable because you're my friend, and to say this to you in public, uh, it is your tender moments are where you just are amazing. Yeah, so when you you know when you had the scene with Rachel at the, in the last episode, and it reminded me of when you did. Uh, 
Bye Bye Love or mm-hmm. the scene or, or the, the you and Jamie maybe breaking up on right. on Mad About You. Those scenes are you're you're just amazing in those That's scenes. All right, I see. And uh, I'm, getting, I'm almost getting choked up now thinking about I'm it because I, I just wet myself. It's <laughs> not the right response. That cannot be the right response. I was just lost control and I. <laughs> but that can't be. You're not old enough for that to be the case. <laughs> it's where uh, it started. It's uh, part of shit. Mark the date. Uh, uh, well, mark the date because tomorrow the world may end. So let's. Uh, <laughs> Well, it'll be a, it'll be at least uh, two years before it actually ends. Mm. Yeah, th- yeah, right. We have two years of mm-hmm. maybe of a guy that can stop. Don't worry, Elon Musk's got everything under control. He's got himself, right? He's got himself. Good. Really we talked about earlier. He seems thick-skinned. <laughs> seems to be okay. Thick-skinned. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing. He's got no skin in the uh, game. Uh, all right. How about that? Go ahead. Yeah. We need to take a no, break. No, go ahead. So, were you going to say something? No, I just, um, uh, you know, at first I thought, I thought he wasn't going to, the deal wasn't going through. No, it is going through. And it's the week before election. Really? Mm. That's interesting. And then I thought, Oh, wait a second. This is on purpose. Maybe. Holy moly. Yeah. Huh. Did you guys talk about that up in the Castle of Famous People? How does it work? <laughs> At the Castle of Famous uh-huh. People. All capital letters, by the way. Of course. At the Castle of Famous People. I was just saying to Robert De Niro this morning. I, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it is It is a frightening moment. It is a frightening moment. Mm. Uh, let's, let's hope to... God. We, we were talking about before you got here. We, we, because we record on Mondays, we are always here the day before... The like 2016. We actually were here that day because I had yeah. something to do on that Monday. So we recorded on Election Day 2016 with we're, all the optimism in the world. Chipper. Yay! It's okay. It's well, it's that dunce is never going to get in there. It's going to be Hillary. Here we go. And then the next day I come back in. Hey, welcome yeah. to the show, everybody. So and then the midterms at 18, and then the Biden, and here we are. So let's hope that uh, it's like 18 well, and, and the 2020 is, is, is seemingly good, and if, if that's to be believed, and that's encouraging. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. It's just you know you know. It's just that there's no real format anymore, and debates are not it. There's no format to be can go, well, wait a second, that's not true. Right. And like, okay, well, what, what do you mean when you say uh, Raphael Warnock's a communist? In what sense, Mr. Walker? <laughs> In a sense. No, but what do you think that means? And why, when you say Raphael Warnock is not a, a trustworthy, godly person, how would you say that? Right. You know, like, we that people can say anything and it just floats out there and it stays there. And uh, the Democrats are much better at getting things done than at selling themselves. And they're hundred percent, which is mm-hmm. amazing given how many creative people would be happy to help. Yeah. I yeah. don't get it. Well, you and you and me and the other two gentlemen in this room, We've solved it. Is, All right. it this, is it on the seventh time that you're on the show that you get a free bottle of water? When does that happen? Uh, you know, again, that's because our intern is not here. Uh, so we'll take a break. In the break, we'll get in you a break. We'll get you a bottle. Right, uh, Elliot, got to hydrate, Jimmy. Yes, we all do. hydrate. Otherwise, we become a cactus and we shrivel up. Well, my problem is I, I overhydrate, so my sodium levels Thank are you. low. You're so I've got to I've got to have some Gatorade uh, throughout the day. You hydrate so well that you're salty. Yeah. So the the, the thank you flip. Uh, uh, no, I'm not salty. I'm, I'm too uh, undersalted. I'm undersalted. And the 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 cure for that is to drink less. Mm. You're overhydrated. Oh, you're or just to have something salty. Yeah. Right. I just wish that the doctor would have said, here's a salt pill, yeah. and then take this three times a day. But he, he's like, you're not there yet. But I see him next week, so maybe I'm going to go to salt you're pill. You're not there yet. Not at salt pill yet. <laughs> salt tablet, I guess is what they call it. That's never a good sentence from a doctor. You're not there yet. I guess <laughs> it depends what it is that's there. Yeah. You're pre this. You're not there yet. I'm pre salt tablet. And then you walk in and go, all right, Jimmy, you're there. Yeah. yeah let's start worrying. It makes life easier if you just put me on the salt tablet. 
So I have a question, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, have you considered a salt lick? <laughs> Just have it right there by the door? I actually went to Salt Lake, Indiana. I didn't solve a thing. <laughs> oh. But they were walking. Salt Lake City, Utah, beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous oh. up there. Very salty. It's gorgeous up there. I, I think it's in my top two cities. I, I It used to be Portland, but I, now I think it's Salt Lake City. If I ever left here, it might be Salt Lake City. Really? Yeah. My wife isn't interested. <laughs> I'd go. Salt Lake City is a very lovely city. Yeah. And I, I performed there not long earlier this year, and it was a great uh, crowd. It was a great, great comedy scene. Yes. There. They interesting. are great Interestingly. people. Uh, speaking of which, you got a lot of dates coming up. Uh, you're doing, yes. you're doing, uh, why? why? I, I, why? I, you know, I don't know why. Then this week, <laughs> this, this, this is airing now, right? It will air uh, Wednesday. Yeah. So this weekend, I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm doing Hanover, Pennsylvania. Uh, Glenside, Pennsylvania, which is outside Philly, and then Hartford, Connecticut. And then the following week, I'm in three different places in Florida with as much driving in between as possible. Right, smart. Apparently, my agent refuses to do it any sequence. <laughs> so I'm on one coast and the next, but I'll be in Sarasota and Clearwater Springs and, and, uh, and Ponte Vedra, hmm. which they alternately will call Ponte Verde. And then I'll say Ponte Verde. They go, no, it's Vedra. I went... Yeah, I don't know. Talk to the other people. Yeah. Mixed messages. Okay. But one way or the other, I'll be there. You'll solve, and then you'll solve that problem, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. And I'll be at the theater where, I shouldn't talk about this, but it, I, <laughs> I was actually at this theater a couple of years ago. I had a great time. But it's the theater that our friend Bob Saget played the night oh. before he oh, died. Wow. Oh. So a little bit of creepy. Yeah. And I'm going to tell them, uh, if anything, God forbid, happens to me, you got to close this place down. Yeah, they got to shut yeah. it down. It, it's, I'm not saying it's the venue, right? Right. But right let's but not rule it out. Let's yeah. <laughs> not rule it out. But, but let me say this: God forbid something happens, you try and book it after me. Um, <laughs> it's not gonna. It's gonna be a tough sell. Hundred uh, percent. Uh, I don't even know if I'd go there if I were you. Now you're scaring me. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Paul Reiser's here. We come back. We got Oliver's trivia question. Yep. We'll do that. Uh, we'll uh, we'll dig in deeper with Paul. But uh, right after this. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something, and then Matt responds. And it's very, very, never not funny. Very brand. organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Look, we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And... uh Look, I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, if that was your your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't, it's not mine either. So my passion's the opera. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates that's exactly right by the way we have tickets for the opera coming up i'm gonna hire somebody to go in my place <laughs> uh that is my passion my passion for the opera is to avoid it yeah uh ziprecruiter.com slash pardo ziprecruiter.com slash pardo z-i-p-r-e-c-r-u-i-t-e-r.com slash pardo ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire 
Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, yep. not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's a, When you go on and on about Shopify, you, sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. A, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as much as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program. Episode 3112, I want to say. Is yep. that where we're at? Paul mm-hmm. Reiser is here. Hot off reboot going on the road for wait ridiculous amount of dates you 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 love getting back into stand-up you love it i love getting out there and anytime somebody questions any part of it i go you know you make a good point they go, why are you going to the, your, the the saturday gig is 500 miles from your friday gig I went, yeah i don't know they go you're staying in a crappy hotel well that was the only hotel they had it's like i i kind of don't care I just, as George Carlin used to say, I think we talk about. I, I perform for free. Just got to pay me to go through the airport. So that's that's never the fun part. And I'll sit in the airport and connecting to through Denver. I'm going, gee, this is horrible. Why am I? And then I get on stage. I go, oh yeah, I love this. You love that part. You find of it. one yeah. bit. You find one line. Right. One connective tissue. You just and as you know, the more you do it, the more you find those things. So it's never, never not fun. Yeah. Mm. we're gonna do something. You need a bigger desk. <laughs> yeah. not, turns out we weren't. Uh, now let me ask you a question. You don't have to answer this. It's not my business. I don't have to be here. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let's be honest. Wherever your dates. Uh, my question for you is this: You brought up airports and stuff. You're Paul Reiser, Matt. Oh, about I you. am. Very successful. You had the AT and T campaign for years. Why not a private jet? Why doesn't Paul Reiser have a private jet? Yeah. Legally, I'm not allowed to. I no. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know what? It's a big expense. Yeah, Jim. Sure. Thank you for calling me, Jim. That was a very serious answer. We dropped the MY. It's a big expense. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's that's the piece that you go, you know what? That's Life has been very good to me. Mm-hmm. If I had to wish for one thing to fall in my lap, like a nice free plane. Somebody would say, you know what? You've been doing a great job on that Jimmy Pardo shit. Here's a free plane. Right. I would take it. All right. 
All right, there we go. I, it's I, not funny. I didn't have a funny. Answer. I had. Well, I was. I just was. Uh, and, I, I, and often I'll go. Oh boy, that seems like a really inconvenient connecting flight. Let me look into a private, and I'll go. It's what? Really? It's a lot of dough, right? <laughs> yeah. And I go. And how much am I making on a gig? Nine dollars. Okay. You know what? I just can't really justify. That. I understand completely. Uh, uh, now, before but if you, this goes well, yes, tonight. I mean, this this little you, show. You think the podcast is going <laughs> to? It might blossom. It might be. You never know. This it could be. be the thing that launches us. But into why the do stress. you get the jet? Why can't I? Why doesn't the jet go in Pardo's way? Let me let me ask. <laughs> Maybe you guys could share it, you know? Yeah. Just, just you book go? your dates so that you yeah, can Yeah, we'll have to alternate it. dates. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, Mel Brooks used to talk about when he did uh, the movie 12 Chairs. <laughs> he still does this joke. I, read, I just read his book, and he still writes this joke. It's, uh, it was very poor cut Yugoslavia. We couldn't go anywhere cause, on Saturdays because Tito had the car. <laughs> and, like, first of all, you have to remember Tito was the head of Yugoslavia, which is no longer a country. But Tito had the car. Love it. Uh, 99? 99 years old? No, 90. close. Seven, six, something like that. Yeah. 97. And it's a great fun read. And it just, and, it, and he acknowledges that it was COVID. He had nothing to do. His son said, Dad, tell, write all those stories. Right. And so you read it and they're great. And you're not, you're going to be surprised. In his telling, he's very impressed with the, the, the laughs that he's gotten. Is that what he you enjoys mean? his own life. Yeah, it's really. I mean, they're all. You know, I worship an idol, but it's really fun to read. He goes and he goes and I said this, and boy, did everybody laugh. Well, <laughs> hey, that's assumed. You're Mel Brooks. Yes. Yeah, we got it. I'm with you, buddy. Uh, I may have told you this in the past when he came on Conan once, and I just went into his dressing room to say hello and, you know, basically tell him, you know, idolize him and so on. And we have a mutual friend. He's passed away. Lee Delano. Did you know character actor Lee Delano? He was in all of Mel's movies, and. Um, so I, I said, hey, we got a mutual friend, a family friend, Lee Delano. It's, oh, Lee Delano, you know Lee. So he, all of a sudden, now I'm Mel's best friend. Right. And he's grabbing my arm. Oh, Lee, oh, we went to Lee. We saw, and it was before Sid passed away, Sid Caesar. And he's like, I just saw him. We were over at Sid's. Have you been to Sid's? I'm like, I'm, no, yeah. not, I'm not going to Sid's, Mel, but thank you very much. Uh, and then he's do, he's talking, talking, and then they said, Mel, you got to go. And so he, he's leaving the green room, and he's being, it just, it's truly, like we're just two yeah, comics. he's very gracious. And he, and he leaves, and he goes, all right, I'm going. <laughs> and he yells my name and leaves and everybody just runs over why did that happen wow and it's like it wow. happened because it's the greatest fucking thing that ever happened to me <laughs> mel brooks is do doing a bit well you know when he came on the show we were all like like we all the writers were just going my god mel brooks is going to be here and and it was just you know and he did it five or six times and the last time he did it you know, we all worshipped him. We all, and his thing was he'd walk by the writer's room on his way out every day, just stick his head and goes, keep digging till you hit funny. That was his thing. <laughs> and then the last, the last episode was not, uh, that he did was not, you know, it was not our greatest script. And, and he, he, we kept finding things for him and he kept find, adding things. And he had, we did one episode where he did a song and it was brilliant and funny. And so he was putting a song and... And and in my head, I said, it's, "Guys, it's getting a little carried away. Like the song is five minutes. It doesn't really make sense. There's no reason for the song." <laughs> and everyone goes, "You talk to him." You're... And like, well, and so I talked to the to the our, our exec producer. I to our music guy, and music guy goes, "Yeah, I think Mel likes it. You got to talk to him." So I went over, and is gingerly, and you know, and by. You know, unabashedly, I worship him, and I love him to be. And I said, as as the creator of the show producer of the show i said mel listen the song it's great it's great <laughs> here's my thinking i it feel it's funny it's definitely funny feels a little long 
And he just came right at me and goes, well, it's a lot more funny than it is long. I'm like, all right, I'll walk away. And now we have a five-minute song. And, we're like, and, and my friend Vic says, listen, forget about this. Is the script working? This is just our love letter to Mel. I yeah. went, okay, right. that I get. Let's let, how many times are you going to have a 25-minute show and let Mel do his thing? Great, right. let's be that. Because if you look at this story, it's not working. But uh, you got Mel Brooks, I think you're fine. Love yeah. it. And uh, the other one, you had Carol Burnett on a bunch, right? Uh, who Carol played um, Helen's mother. Right. There were three different sets of parents. And you know, they were all good. And then we kept saying, it's not quite right. And then finally we got Carol Burnett and Carol O'Connor. I said, I think we're there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to beat wow. this. <laughs> got a couple of legends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Support. And uh, when I when I met Carol, I, I teared up. It, like, I couldn't believe that I was able to meet this woman who I idolized as a yeah, kid every yeah. Saturday night watching her show. And so that had to be a myth. We never, we never got past, we never got over it or, or, or jaded about it. I mean, I, that show specifically, I remember we, we did one episode where we're in a cramped little RV because Carol O'Connor wanted to go cross country in an RV and Carol Burnett was being dragged with him, didn't want to go, but she's a dutiful wife. She's going and she's giving us the tour and we're in this cramped little table and, and she's giving us the quote tour. And so we're sitting tight and then Helen and I just look across each other, go, we're sitting with Carol Burnett and Carol right. fucking O'Connor. And we just, and you know, and she was a real, uh, you know, I don't say student, but a fan of. She grew up idolizing the same people, and you know, one of the great things about Helen Hunt is that she knew Mel Brooks' Carl Reiner records by heart. She knew David Steinberg mm-hmm. records by heart. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's okay. It's, that's exactly who. It's almost like I your character on Mr. Yes. Saturday Night. It's like, yeah, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. But she came to it naturally, um, as opposed to Mr. Saturday Night. They had go learn the Ritz Brothers. Right. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, so it was. It was never. Um, it never got old to us, and, and we would just, you know, the, the the greats. We had Carl Reiner, we had Mel, we had Sid Caesar on for a mm-hmm. minute. Um, you mentioned Jerry Lewis earlier. Did we had you, Jerry. Did, we did had you Jerry, work with Jerry? Jerry Lewis you was did. on season one. Of the, and that was a perfect example. We had a horrible script, and it was just terrible, and I was embarrassed that we had a table read of this really crappy script. But we had Jerry Lewis, and then he just kept adding things and you're going okay this doesn't make any sense but it's jerry lewis right. for god's sake and you go okay i'm staying and there was a thing and we, you know and he's so jerry lewis and there was a thing where we came up with a reason for him to say lady nice lady to helen and so they're dancing and he's doing his thing where he doesn't know where to put his hands and he's you know buffoonish jerry and and then he goes, oh, you're such a nice lady. And Helen's hair blows back like the old Ma- Maxell tape commercial. And just go like, wow. It was like a truck just pulled right. Like, you just a nice lady in your face. Uh, I, I do not remember that episode. I thought yeah, I remember it was, all of them. It was, by the way, in that same episode, Stephen Wright was playing my assistant in my editing bay so we had Stephen Wright and Jerry Lewis literally the polar extreme <laughs> of, of comedy and we did a thing that was in the um, it was a crazy ass episode it made no sense he played some rich billionaire who wanted a vanity project of himself and he hired young filmmaker me so I follow him around and he's sending me gifts and he's you know pulling in favors for us and it's like none of it made sense but it was Jerry Lewis but there was a thing at the end where 
Jerry, who's under credits, one of these doesn't have to be any part of the show, but Jerry Lewis is trying to stick a cookie in Stephen Wright's mouth. And Stephen <laughs> is just like, you got to put it here, and don't do it, come and just, and Stephen just holds it, and you're going, it's going to rain in here. It's so, the, these two polar opposites, right? Stephen Wright trying to get a cookie in his mouth by Jerry Lewis. Um, Steve, yeah, he was... He's, I still quote, there was Stephen Wright, you know, I always said his jokes were like Escher drawings. You know, Escher drawings where like, it looks like that column should land on the floor, but it doesn't. That's, it's not quite working. So there was a thing, forgive me if I've already shared this, but there was a thing, but I would tell you the thing about the, these weighted things. Okay. On the show, we had these big sound, uh, big booms on these rolling stands. And on the stands were these like six inch by six inch cubic uh, weights, counterweights mm -hmm. that were ridiculously heavy that you look at it and you go, well, how heavy could something that big be? And you go, oh my God, it's like lifting a truck, but it fits in your hand. And so it became a thing with me that every time someone, I go, come here, just, you, you, you're not going to believe how heavy that is. And people go, oh my God, it's really heavy. And I said, isn't that crazy how heavy that is? It's kind of not even possible. And Stephen, right, was on. I said, Stephen, if you lift that thing, he lifts it and he goes, that must be all the weight that feathers don't have. I went, what? Ah, what? Wow. Ah, I can't even God. put that together. No. That must be all the weight that feathers don't have. Well done. And just in conversation. Yes. Not yeah. writing it down on a yeah, My knees buckled. Yeah. I did that one. I just went, oh my God. Wow. To have a brain that goes there. <laughs> we don't we don't see him anymore. Is Stephen Wright? Does he he's do out dates? There. He yeah, does. He's out he does. There. Yeah, I think he does. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I think he he got to his sweet spot of playing all the time and you know, thousand fifteen hundred seat theaters right. and mm -hmm. always funny, as opposed to never not funny. Yeah. He's always funny. Um, yeah, but it's one of those brains, and he's not really like his persona. Mm. I mean, he's not a miserable guy, and he's not, you know. But that is his thing, and it's it's just. Uh, you know, we, I was talking to some comic recently about how, you know, we all wanted to get on The Tonight Show. And he, Stephen had that dream where he was so successful on it that Johnny had him back three days later, which you don't want to do. Too soon. It's too soon. But he, you have to have enough material. And, he, and it was so of a different flavor that Johnny was just, like we, like we just did, like, what, what am I watching here? Yeah. This is not like anything I've ever seen. And there have been other people who have followed who did that sort of thing. Well, uh, Mitch, Mitch Hedberg was great. Mm -hmm. You know, wasn't quite the same. It was almost more personality. Mm -hmm. But and then uh, it sounded at the same time. Emo Phillips, kind of the Emo same way. Kind of, and and in a way, Dimitri Martin is sort mm -hmm. of, but it's much more accessible the way he does it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but Stephen would just throw his thing is he just comes up with things that, and I always wondered how he organizes a set because you have. <laughs> A thousand different marbles. Yeah, string those together. Like, how do you? How do you remember that? How do you remember? How do you remember? It? How do you organize it? And um, I he, don't know. He was my first when uh, uh, I snuck in. I was underage, and I, Stephen Wright was the first live stand-up I saw. Where? Uh, at Who's on First? And uh, oh, I don't know the city. It's a, it's a suburb of Chicago. Tim Cavanaugh was the opening act, who was a guitar act and a good one. And Stephen was also a guitar act, so it was a weird... Stephen was a guitar act? Yeah, he did nothing but one-liners, and in the last 10 minutes, he did a couple of songs. Really? To fill the time. Because remember, he was headlining too soon. I did not know that at the time. I know it now. But he wow. got that fame, and so he went from feature act to headliner too soon, because he had to. And so he brought out the guitar and 
Uh, I never knew that. So yeah. Funny. And the guitar didn't work because we had just seen Tim Cavanaugh do it. <laughs> and we didn't want it because we wanted more one-liners. Right. Uh, but he was great. And, you know, we uh, left there going, geez, that was terrific. And then, uh, yeah, so it was my first one. Uh, and then the album came out, The Pony. I Have a Pony. Is that what's called? Mm-hmm. So, my Little, I think it's My Little Pony. Doesn't he <laughs> star in My Little Pony? She's the star of My Little Something Pony. Something with a pony. Uh, That's yeah. it. Uh, Paul Reiser is going to be in Florida, supposedly, and uh, also the Pennsylvania area. Supposedly. Up. Yeah, he's talking about it. Uh, next week is Florida. Yeah. Next week Pennsylvania is Florida. Pennsylvania is this weekend. Then Pennsylvania. Wait, you're, gonna, you're walking into the hot zone. Pennsylvania this weekend. I know. Florida, Pennsylvania. I know. And they lost the series, so they're not in a good mood. But on the, other hand, on the other hand, maybe they'll be more apt to be laughing. They're ready for you. Ready you know, that's something I've actually, you know, I've thought about a lot. I, I've always had... At core, at my core, like this suspicion that none of this is necessary. We don't, shouldn't, why? You know, why? When you stand up on stage, you're, you basically say, I'm going to talk now and you're going to listen. Yeah. And it only takes one person to stand up and go, Excuse me. Yeah. Why? <laughs> right. Why? What are you doing? Yes. Why are we listening to you? And mm-hmm. I don't have an answer. Like, good point. Yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing for you. Yeah, I'm on your side, pal. Or like when you used to open for acts and, and, they're eager to see the open this the, the headliner, mm-hmm. and the minute I always would I never had the confidence or, or maybe it was too much reality I would go, yeah I'll get off you this you didn't come to see me this, <laughs> right? I I wouldn't want to see me either if I were you, but um why oh but I thought like now as things are so tense and taut and so many things are important. It all seems all the more trivial, and I've kind of sort of decided that okay, but you know what? Just like I can't watch the news anymore because like it's too much. Like, oh, maybe people need a break. You can I, be that. Oh, yeah. You can be the. We hear that all the time. Where they go, I'm just gonna have a good laugh. I go, okay, so that's a service yeah. I can provide. Yeah. But if you're looking for answers or uh, pithy observations, I ain't. The guy. Nobody's coming to you for answers. Nobody's coming. <laughs> They're coming for jokes. They want to hear about uh, fixing the. Uh, What's well, funny? Even sweater. if I, if I, if I even just start to say something like, "Listen, there's nothing serious," you know, I'll actually kind of say something to the effect of, "We're not, you know, we're not going to talk about anything serious. We're just going to, you know, it's all silly stuff." And I'm just throwing that out, and they start to applaud, like, "Oh, fuck, thank God!" Yeah. <laughs> like, "Oh God, we're so glad you said that." Yeah. But but I, you know, for the last few years, you know, especially if you're doing a corporate thing and somebody, they'll be. Uh, listen, uh, please, no politics. Like, you'll just, it'll ruin everything. Like, it is just, that didn't exist. Right. That sensibility didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah, it used to just be, don't swear, maybe stay away from religion. And that, <laughs> yes. that's what you would hear. Right. Um, you you mentioned this, and I'm, I'm interested, but, uh, you're a generation before me, and I mean that in a positive way. Uh, you Did you open up for a lot of bands? Did you did you do those Not gigs? many, not many. I did... Um, I did uh, my first ever opening was I opened for Buddy Rich at the Bottom Line in New York, which is a really cool gig. Uh, that was cool, and I did like a couple of dates with the Pointer Sisters, okay. which was very you know we had the same management, we both managed, so they stuck me on their show. But they were all very um, the audiences were very calm. You know, it wasn't like a raucous rock crowd. Mm. I opened for some singers, never bands, no, never bands. I, I've heard those horror stories. Uh, so I was just talking about Albert Brooks. You had that famous story where oh, he was yeah. opening for Richie Havens and Richie, Richie. <laughs> and guy could say, if your name ain't Richie, I wouldn't go out there. Like, <laughs> like, and I never had that. So I opened for, you know, they were very, um, was it? 
dignified. You know, I did Melissa Manchester. It's like, well, that's a very polite crowd. Right. And, and they're not, even if they're not eager to see you, they're not throwing stuff. But yeah, no, I never, I never would have had the confidence to, to, to stick it out with a band opening for somebody when they actively don't want to right. see you. Because I'm going, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing to. But wouldn't you, you'd have to stay up there to get your money, wouldn't you? You'd have to, well, here's a, a 20 or 30. You do, yeah, yeah, you have a job to do. And I, I, I you know, I, I've, I'm sure I've told the story. I don't know if I shared it here. One, I did about a two week tour with Melissa Manchester, early 80s. It was, talk about going out early. This was early for me, 83, I believe. And, um, and I had to do 20 minutes, and, and it was, it was theater, summer theaters and uh, outdoor theater. It was beautiful. It was all great. And then we came to the Concord in the Catskills, which was notoriously tough audiences, just older Jews who they've seen it all. And the, 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 you know, the legend is that they brag about, Joan Rivers used to talk about, the audiences brag about who they walked out on. You walked out on Buddy Hackett. I walked out on Alan King. <laughs> like, they're just horrible. So before the show, Melissa Manchester says to me, listen, it's going great, and I love you. Just know that tonight might be a little tough. I said, no, these are my people. We'll be fine. She said, no, lead. She said, the guy last year left the stage crying. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and I said, wow. I said, no, I think I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be fine. These are my people. And I get out there, and you just know in a minute, right. it's, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this, And then everything I say, suddenly it's coming out worse and like oh no don't say oh don't you did a joke about bacon they don't eat oh no everything is wrong and all i could think is like you got to do 20 minutes that's your job you're here to insulate while she's getting dressed and ready i slugged it out i don't know what i might be i did 18 minutes 19 minutes i get off and there's melissa in the stage she goes, I was ready the whole time. Oh. Says, I didn't think you'd last this long. I went, oh, my God. It was just, yeah. <laughs> but she was so very sweet about it. And then the best review, the best, not review, the best uh, contribution and advice I got afterwards, we all went out to the bar in the hotel, the band, and we're sitting there, and I just wanted to get that show out of my mind. It was just laughably horrible. And uh, this Guy's big shot comes with a cigar, comes over, and he's, hey, yeah, you were the band with Melissa, man. You were the bass player. Oh, you were great. Oh, drummer. Oh, I love you. You were great. And he's working. And he gets to me. He goes, you, you were the comedian, right? I said, yeah. And takes a big puff of his cigar. And he says to me with all seriousness, he goes, can I, you, you know, may I say what your problem is? <laughs> your material. I said, mm-hmm. He goes, it's very bad. <laughs> I said, ah, I get it. That's the problem. That's a good note. So the material is not good. Okay. okay. He goes, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. And in his way, he was actually trying to probably say something positive. Right. You know, you seem like a nice enough kid, but what you're saying is shit. <laughs> you've chosen the wrong word, It's very man. bad. Did, yeah. he think, did he think you bought that from yeah. someone else? It was yeah. like, just find another change writer. It, yeah, change the material. Yeah. That's the thing I found objectionable. It's just the part where you were talking. <laughs> that see, was where you went. When you bad. walked out, you were very pleasant. Yeah. Then you opened that, that mouth of yours. Yeah. And you, you did almost the whole time. Yeah. 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 And then you didn't stop talking. For 20, for 20 close minutes. to 20 minutes. So you got that part down. <laughs> when you left, I thought that was the best part. <laughs> what a joy. Paul Reiser is here. Uh, all right. Listen, let's do the uh, trip. Paul, you're, there's yeah. some music that's about to play. You don't hear it because you don't have your headphones on. I'm going to put the headphones on. All right. Here we go. Here we go. This is, uh, let's go uh, here. Robert Palmer-ish. All right. Uh, right. Now, my, again, my 15-year-old my son writes these, Paul, 
so he uh, uh i salute him he uh we do it Final Jeopardy style. Is it kind of all of a sudden, that doesn't sound right in my head. No, that's what they call it. Right. Final Jeopardy. Yeah, there's you, you get the the category and you wager. And yeah. Then, uh, but for some reason, that didn't. And you do this because it's fun? Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically. So what do you want from me now? Uh, well, you're gonna, I'm going to give you the topic, and then you put down a bet based on the available points on the back of that pad. Uh-huh. And then I'll give you the question, and then you write down your answer. Then when I come to you, you'll give me your answer. And if you get it right, guess what? Five bucks towards a plane. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you get five dollars. Gotta start somewhere. I know you're tight with that plane budget. <laughs> the plane budget, you know, it just it never just seems quite worth it. Uh, um, so, so I, so I circle. What, what are these numbers? Like, I don't know how to count from one to yeah. twenty. Well, the, you can't use the ones that are crossed out. Those are previous guests have already used. All right, those so ones. I pick a number. Here, right but now. wait, wait till the category because you might feel confident. I see. And uh, go. This high. is money that I'm waiting. Yes, uh, you're, so, not, you're not so, wagering. No, anyway. So if I'm not confident, I go with a low number. That's right. There you go. I understand. Because you could win if no one gets it right. You could win with the lowest bet. Right. So. This is time I don't get back. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you? You, you your, your day was you got a flu shot. I got a flu here. shot and you. Of the two, I'm enjoying the flu shot. More. <laughs> really? I'm be honest. Yes, it was really? shorter. It was shorter. Oh, and he put a little band-aid this on it. I'm not most major. You can leave any time. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to do your full time here. And we might have band-aids if that's what's the uh, difference. That's true. Yeah. Did you, is your arm hurting at all? Did, no. Did you, did you get the booster and the flu at the same time? No, just the flu. Just I was told that you shouldn't do that. Although some people say yes. He got it both. I did them both. And so did you. I you, both, all, you all, every, every single time. It feels I like a lot it. of information for your body to process. Yeah. I don't know if it was the right idea. Um, but it, it was good to know, like, okay, yeah, the it's not my imagination. The COVID shot does hurt a lot more. You could, you oh, could wait, you could A, B really? it. Yeah. Did you get oh, yeah. sick from the... Just just run, just run down for a day, yeah. yeah. See, I'm run down all the time. <laughs> so this shit <laughs> bounces off of me. Right. Oh, yes. it goes the other way. Yeah. yeah. Has your family, Paul, have you been COVID free, or did you guys get it at any We've point? We've all gotten it at some point. And then there were times I had it in the last year or two. I had, I would test negative, but have everything that looks like COVID. Mm. I mean, at one point, I said, tested negative and went out to a restaurant and then a second, and three restaurants in a row. I went, I said, well, something must be off. They're not, co- they all taste bland. I went, oh, boy. Oh, oh, it's boy. me. I don't have taste. <laughs> yeah. Right oh, so, so, you know, I had it, but I didn't officially have it. Um, well, uh, everybody's healthy now. Everybody's now fine. we're all good. All right, good. So what's my trivia question? I'm about to and tell I you. I hope to God I know. Here's it. your subject. And this is a, this is an Oliver Pardo uh a favorite cl- a classic okay yeah okay sweets oh sweets s-w-e or s-w-e-e-t okay as opposed to a uh, sweat not sweats no as opposed to a suite in a hotel correct not yes. s-u-i yeah that would be a little high highbrow s-w-e-e-t-s sweets my son does seem to do a lot of uh, food and candy uh, that's true questions mm-hmm. That's what he's interested in. Uh, Thank God. He is not interested in that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's not a big sweet tooth, is he? He is not a big sweet tooth. No. Mm, Uh, He loves the popping corn. (laughs) He loves the popping corn. You know what? What does he want to know from me? Uh, I'm about to tell you. There we go. Okay. I'm writing down my bet. Oh, I got to call. Hang on, I can't tell you yet. I got to call the young. I got to call the young intern. Oh right. And you uh, want to just text him what the category is? Yeah, that that's that's easier, right? Uh, he's supposed to be here, Paul, and he's not. And why is that? Why is he not here? I, it is the most convoluted. We we don't even understand it ourselves, but it's a it's a nightmare. I don't know if he wanted to. Well, maybe he'll talk about it when he comes back. But yeah. you know, I never thought of this or, or yes. noticed this. But look at all these uh, photos of you around the room. You could have been the youngest Smother Brothers. 
Smothers. You think you think yeah. I could have been? We could have been a, like a young Tommy Smothers. Yeah, I see it. Jeez, well, uh, thank thank you. He was a sure. handsome man. Mom oh, always liked him best. Nothing no, but mom no, liked Dickie best. No, <laughs> no uh, yeah, that looks very. Uh, you look actually like a, a hybrid of the two brothers oh, there. Thank you. Uh, sure, uh, you're friendly with those gentlemen, right? Uh yes. I knew, I met I've met Tommy. I haven't met Dickie. Wait, what? You've never met Dickie? I don't believe I've met Dick. You were at the uh, at the comedy store at the uh, their uh, the, the anniversary show. I was there. I didn't meet him. I saw the show. Um, I was there as well. As was uh, Penny I remember Marshall. who Penny Marshall was there. Yes, and I remember crying, laughing at Tommy's yo-yo. I went, "How can you yo-yo funny? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> just wildly skilled, yeah. but like to do it funny." I went, "That is a funny guy." Yeah, when you can make a yo-yo be funny. The, uh, I was working on a game show at the time, and the producer, Tommy, was his un- some something. So I went back and spent some time with Tommy and Dick, and was uh, gr- terrific. As we were working Tommy. on a show, we were working. On, I was working on a show with well with Tommy. It was got to be fifteen twenty years ago. Trying to do a story about their their whole legal Supreme Court mm-hmm. fight, and and. Uh, Never went anywhere. I think show, we developed it for Showtime, and it didn't go. Yeah. But it was really interesting, and and like he was, he really took on the powers that be. I mean, they were right. great. I don't think I recognized that as a kid. I go, oh, there, are the George Harrison's on it, and Pete Seeger's on it, and there's a lot of politicals on it. But I didn't realize how <laughs> how deliberate that was, mm-hmm. and how much he was really uh, counterculturing. I mean, they were huge. And not caring in, in, in retrospect, mm. like like going, you know, well, what? willing to risk it willing all, willing to risk it. Is yeah, what, yeah. I mean, he did care, um, um, but it was Tommy. I think Dickie would have been very happy. Though. Can we just do just our be show? a clown here? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, listen, I uh, I don't have an answer. Oh yes, okay, he's in. All right, so uh, here's the question. Yes, all right, yes. can't wait. I'm so excited. Let me get my glasses on so I can read it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here we go. The question is: ah. What famous artist designed the logo to the lollipop company Chupa Chups? What now? Now follow up. What the hell's up? What's, what's a chupa chup? What's a chupa chup? No idea. It sounds like it's some sort of a lollipop. Is that what you said? It, well, yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> lollipop company. Yeah. Uh, chupa huh. chup. I think we've all seen them. I don't know that one. I don't uh, know that what famous true. artist designed the logo to this company we've famous never heard of? Famous artist. Uh, like I mean, artist artist. No, I should tell you this. Uh, can, we, can we look it up what a chupa chup thing <laughs> looks like? Oh. I mean, normally we don't look things we up. Don't but look things no, up. I don't want. But, this but that almost seems fair, doesn't it? Because none of us. Because none of us know. All right, I've already put. I've already answered. So I will. Because I won't change my answer. I will Google yeah. it so we can look at a photo. And, so, and it just, wasn't Da Vinci. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Picasso. I didn't want that. Not Michelangelo. But here's the other um, question: There aren't that many spell? famous artists. That's the other thing. I don't. Uh, it's C H U P A C H U P S. You know, standard spelling. Chupa chups. Chupa chups. Chupa chups. What? Images. This, maybe we can glean it. I mean, I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, I've written down an answer. Wait, as well. Oliver came up with this because he knows the answer. I don't think I've ever seen this. Thing. I don't know why he. That's uh, what it looks like. Yes, Hold I've on. seen those. Let me see. So who would? But I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know uh, a famous artist. The artist. Uh, my answer sucks. All right, so I, I'm going to take a. You know what? I'm going to stick with my answer. Even I'm going to go with my answer because I only. Uh, Wait a minute! Now you guys do get to answer based on that information. Yes. I didn't. No, I already had. To no, 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 I don't. No, that that no. didn't tell me. It's anything. not going to solve it. But I know it's not. Uh, you know, it's not Matisse. A, <laughs> you're right. It's not. You're not talking about uh, okay. French. I'm, I'm texting Gary. I'm going to give. I'm going to scan. I'm do gonna, I write down my answer? Yeah, write it guess? down. Write it right down to that uh, little box there where it says to put the answer down. 
that page cannot be more self-explanatory. I know, but I know you have a tough time with instructions. I don't read the instructions. I need somebody. You want to get, get her on the blower and have her walk you through the paper? Um, I'm so tired of you, Jimmy. <laughs> Can I say that? Fair. Very fair. I got a flu shot. I'm not feeling well. And then, you know, all and this. Bullshit. And then the, hits me with the plane. Why don't you take a plane? I, I, a big guy like you, take your own jet. I, I meant it in the complimentary. You took it as a negative, and I don't know why. <laughs> I do kind of wonder, though, with the planes, like, we know that the regular planes are twice as much now to go anywhere, right? The planes are very expensive. I wonder if the jet is all, I mean, I would assume the jet must be twice as much as well, but, I mean, well, the, the f- private jet. And but, the fuel must be, because regular gas is expensive. Well, so we did that thing presumes, to Oakland once yeah. that, uh, was it Jet X or whatever, out of Burbank? Yeah. That's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that yeah. was the greatest. Yeah, it was great. Because that's not anymore. It's almost cheaper than a regular plane. Yeah. And you go, it's kind of like a private plane where some strangers will be coming with you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go through the regular terminal, which is oh, nice. Oh, that's it's right great. there. Yeah. Why right don't they do that there. to Chicago or somewhere? But I could be yeah. more convenient for me. They used to have a, a plane in the 80s, like early up to the 90s, middle 80s of the lane called MGM Grand. Oh, yeah. It was mm-hmm. the worst moneymaker. Didn't do well at all. But it was like maybe 30 seats on a huge jumbo jet. And be, and it had like booths, like little compartments, like a train. And mm. they had for, like it was – and the handful of times that I flew on that, it was always somebody ridiculously famous. You go, there's Miles Davis. There's <laughs> Danny Kay. I'm going – I'm on a plane with Danny right. Kay. Wow. And Betty Davis. I was on the Wait, what? I was on a plane behind Betty Davis. She had her own compartment. This is how long ago. Must have, I don't know when she died, but it would, this would have guessed, I guess, late 80s. She had her own little compartment with the curtains closed, and she was smoking. And you would just see, <laughs> I'm seeing glass with smoke. And then she was on her way to Paris. And I, if I'm not mistaken, she died in Paris. So that Ooh. was, I was the last You're last one, person to see her. I was the last one wow. to see her. She didn't look, uh, she didn't look well. Oh, boy. You've seen that clip of uh, Martin Short uh, doing his yes. impression on the Carson, yeah. and she doesn't get the. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so wonderful. That's great. It's uh, great. All right, so who it is? All right, here we it? go. So uh, uh, everybody's got their answer in. Yeah. Uh, you got to call. Oh, did you text Karen the question? I did text him okay. the question, right. and now I'll, I guess I'll call him. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let me call him. Wait, you calling Oliver? Uh, no, Oliver's at school. <laughs> We're gonna call the intern because he, he, oh, he has to play the game. We, yeah. we can't play the game without him. It's, it's critical. But Oliver came up with a question. Oliver came up with a question. Every week comes up with a question. Loves doing it. Such an interesting. He's a he's a good kid. Trivia. Funny. Hello. Funny. Hey, Garen, how are you? Uh, Paul Reiser's here, so uh, who seems to have very limited interest in this bit. <laughs> so uh, we may need to move it along a little quickly. Uh, quickly. Did we already talk about our love of reboot. Uh, we've already talked about I love a reboot. Is there anything you want to uh, kiss his ass with? I also love reboot. Good, good one, Garen. That a boy. I'm happy to talk about reboot more, I'm by sweet. the way, as opposed to the lollipop. Uh, <laughs> Just because you're going to get it wrong, it doesn't mean. Oh, that of it's, course, it, I'm going to get it wrong. Not, We're all going to get it wrong. It's not worth probably. visiting. Uh, well, Garen, do you want to wait till Thursday to explain to us why you're not here? Why don't we do that? We can do that. That's fine. Everything's fine. Nothing's crazy. We're all. It's just you know. You're, you're feeling okay. Paul got the flu shot. Your thoughts on that? Good. Safety first. Yeah, that a boy. Got it too. Uh, yeah, I can't. You know, I can't get it for a month because I just had that. I had a, a medical procedure, Paul. And so, and so uh, I got to wait four weeks before I can get the shot, the flu, and, and the uh, the booster. Yeah. Well, it's good uh, that they told you that. Uh, it's good that I asked because yeah. I was like, "Hey, when can I get it?" He goes, oh, "I'm glad you asked. You, you got to wait oh, four geez. weeks." Yeah. Because I would have went maybe the next day. Right. Uh, uh-huh. All right, Garen, you got the question right about the lollipop. 
did. About the chupacabra, whatever the hell it was called, the chupa chups. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Yeah, that, well, you're you're the fifth person to say that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you have a? So, what is your guess? I'm going to make a really ridiculous, insane guess and say Frida Kahlo. I, was, I, I, I like that. that guess too because it sounds like it's Mexican. That, that yeah, I that's, thought, a, that's yeah. a good oh, that's guess. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good guess and one of the few famous artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm going to let you go, Garen, and then uh, do me a favor, text me your bet. You got it. All right. Listen again. I don't know what you're up to, but be safe, be well, and then be here Thursday because this is your job. <laughs> be well. Be here. Uh, you know, we just gave you a raise, and the very first time after the raise of the day you miss? I know, I know. It's an embarrassment to me. I look like a fool. In front of Paul Reiser. In front of me. <laughs> Paul Reiser. Every minute we're not talking about he's, reboot, I'm losing He's money. from The Marrying Man. In, in front of The Marrying Man, you're embarrassing us. Paul Reiser, Garen. <laughs> Alien Zone the Paul Reiser. Man. Come on. <laughs> All right. All right. My apologies. Uh, All right. Well, Text us your bet. Paul, and, and, any thoughts on Garen before we go? No, but is there a longer time we can wait till we find out the fucking answer? <laughs> I don't know. What, what hurry are you in? Where do you, you have nothing I'm eager else to, to know do? You have I nothing win. else to do. That's so true. I have nothing to do. I know. You, you, not until Thursday or Friday. I have nothing to do. All right. Listen. I, see you, Garen. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. There's Garen. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Elliot, what's your? Let me go over to you. The, All right, uh, uh, that was Garen. By the Hello. way, he's at the Lemon Ice Design. Frida Kahlo, uh, interesting choice. What'd you got in the middle of, a, of, a, of an advertiser? <laughs> um, go. Uh, so I'm just doing the answer. Yeah, just give me the answer. All right, very good. So uh, I couldn't think of anybody else, and I know we looked at the thing, and I feel like it's not still not a bad guess. I'm going with Andy Warhol. Yeah. But it doesn't look like his work. It doesn't, but every artist... But it doesn't not look like his work. Right? Yeah, it could be. If he told <laughs> yeah. it was him, he would go... Speaking of Andy Warhol, did anybody here watch the, the Weird Al movie? Not yet. I haven't watched it yet. Did you watch the Weird Al? It's on deck. I've, I've heard it's great. It's wonderful. Cool. Yep. It's nothing but laughs. Oh, that's it's fantastic. It's ridiculously stupid and fun. Yep. Wow. And we, uh, the three of us, Danielle, Oliver, and I loved it. Great. Really great. Andy Warhol plays in it? Conan O'Brien plays Andy Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> great. And is, great. is, you know, Conan is my friend, but maybe not the best actor. <laughs> and uh, he's ridiculous. Yeah. And Emo is Salvador Dali. Nice. And it's just, it's a, it's a, wow. it's a stupid scene, uh, but on purpose. Right. It's gotcha. really fun. And, of course, Al's the nicest human being in the world. Yes, so he is. We uh, wish him the best of luck yeah. on all of his new parodies. Uh, <laughs> we go to you next. Oh, we do? Matt Belknap. Okay. Uh, what do you got? Well, I, I went a crazy different direction. I said Andy Warhol. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Because that's literally the first name that popped in my head. I'm like, I don't know. He made pop art, so... Yeah. And how many famous artists would your son know? I, would, I think he would know. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. After now just watching that Weird Al thing and him seeing oh boy. Andy oh. Warhol being a part of it, there's no doubt in my mind that's the answer. Could be. Huh. Andy Warhol. Yeah. What did you say? I said Peter Max. No, okay. I don't, I don't know who that is. Peter Max was in the 60s, Beatles-y, light, flowery, power... Yeah. But it's also not a bad. Did guess. he have something to do with Yellow Submarine? Did he? Did he do that art? If he didn't, his I, stuff didn't, looks like that. that. Was his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Standard spelling on Max with the mm-hmm. M-A-X. M-A-X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. Why those, those big wide flower ties right. and all that kind of stuff? Super cool. Uh, what did you say? You said Andy Warhol. Oh, no, I no, I did not. Mind yeah. your business. <laughs> uh, I uh, I panicked mm-hmm. because I I thought of Andy Warhol and I went, well, it's not Andy Warhol. I, I I ruled him out for reasons I don't understand. And then I wrote this down, which is not a good answer. Phil Hartman. 
Remember Phil Hartman did, did some record albums? He did, did some, yeah. Oh. Did some album art for Poco so and that, some other bands. That would, in the comics? Yeah. That would make this a trick question, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, so I know it's not Phil Hartman, but I admittedly I locked crazy up. crazy for true, yeah. All right, so what's the answer? I'm about to tell you. All right. It's exciting. Here we go. Let's find out together. It's exciting. Then we got to take a second break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll come back, and uh, that will allow us to, uh, Paul Reiser, talk more about Reboot. Mm-hmm. Over there with that Keegan Mike Michael Key. I'm also curious. Knoxville. I I love. I've you know grew up watching Beverly Hills Cop movies. I know you're do, they're doing a new one. You're, you're part of it, right? Have you shot that yet? Oh, you're in it. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. Let's get the he answer. Doesn't make one without me. He's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're the glue? What's he gonna do without me? When does that come out? Does that come out summer of 2023? They're still shooting it. They're shooting oh. it August into December. Oh wow! It's four. Beverly Hills Cop four, four, I guess, would be. Is it four? Yeah. I was not in number three. You weren't in three. You just said they don't make one I without mean, you. And you saw what happened to it. Didn't do it. <laughs> right. Is that the one at the amusement park? Yeah. That one? Yeah. Um, all right, here, let me go to the, uh, okay. I mean, there's a scene in it. <laughs> Isn't there a scene where the, 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 there's a scene, it's not, the what, Judge Reinhold yeah. and, and John Ash? They're, John ha- Ash they're hanging Ash from a Ferris wheel or something, yeah. Yeah, those big things, though, yeah, that they probably couldn't do now for uh, insurance reasons, but. The spinner thing? Yeah, you'd go up there and you'd be literally, you know, yeah. 200 feet in the air and just go in a circle and go, oh, look, yeah. it, there's the there's the roller coaster from this angle. <laughs> but we waited in line to do it. Uh, all right, here's your answer. Okay. I'm, I'm pissed off. Andy Wall. Salvador Dali. Oh. oh you, so it was from uh, so it was that. It was inspired It just by wasn't that. the right really? one. He was approached by the company in 1969. He also suggested that the logo be at the top of the lollipop package instead of on the side so that his artwork would be fully intact and fully visible. And that makes sense because wow. wasn't uh, wasn't Dolly uh, Spanish? He was Spanish. He was Spanish. Yeah. So it's so it is yeah, probably yeah, a, yeah, that it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Salvador Dolly. God, if I just would have. Tr- God damn it! Apply yourself. Had you put some thought into but it? But I I wouldn't have liked that. The fact that you would have known because you would have gone. Oh, we just watched that movie and there was. Uh, there well, was yeah. I, but I still didn't. I know. I, I, even but with I'm, the, I, I'm still I had mad at you. you didn't have. But don't be mad. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, oh, I'm mad oh, at the alternate timeline oh, in which you got it right for I, that oh, reason. Mad. But I got it wrong. You have to understand that. <laughs> and and here's the thing. Even if you had gone with that, you still would have gotten it wrong because you would have, like us, said Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. I would have said Andy right. Warhol. Yeah. Yeah. I would not have ever thought it was Salvador Dali, mainly because I don't know what era he was an artist in. I would have I would have guessed <laughs> well, the he 1800s. Been, he must have been a very old man at that point, right? I mean, wasn't he around no, in the 20s and 30s? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he died uh, in the 70s. Who's the, who's the gentleman? Is it, is it him? I'm, again, I don't know the world. He's got the crazy mustache. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. But who did where the, the melting clocks? That's, yeah, that's Salvador Dali. Dali. Yeah. That's who I wanted to guess. Surrealist. Salvador yeah. Dali. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, all right. So me, now the bets come into play. Yeah, but let me get Garen's. Garen's is uh, two. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Jesus. What do you got? Eight. Eight. Matt. Nine. Nine. Paul? Four. Four. Ooh. And Jimmy? Pardo? Uh, well, I went, because I know a lot about candies, I went with 18. Oh. And uh, oh, bit man. me in the ass. So, so Garen, Garen wins with two. Any other week, you would have won with four. Oh, you could have left her with $5. Yeah. Could have rubbed your flu shot with that. <laughs> Put that towards the plane. Yeah. Could have helped you out. Fuddle. Instead, the guy we just gave a raise to, we just gave another five dollars on a day he doesn't come to work. Yeah, that doesn't look right at all. Sending the wrong message. Kind of feels like my the, place, next, the next lowest one should win. Honestly, it kind of feels like we're being taken advantage of. Yeah, we're being we're being made to look the fool by this kid. Yeah, he's laughing all the way to the bank, isn't he? It, it sure is. Five dollars <laughs> at a time. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll be back. We'll do a couple more minutes with Paul Ryder. All right, and we'll get out of here. All right, back back right there. 
Hey gang, Matt here with some dates for you. Paul is online at Paul Reiser. His website, paulreiser.com, has all of his tour dates. Uh, he's in Pennsylvania and Connecticut this weekend. Uh, Hanover and Glenside, Pennsylvania and Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, and then the following weekend, he's going to be in Florida. Like I said, go to paulreiser.com. You can see his dates. He's got more stuff coming up in the new year, January, February, March. Uh, all over the country and uh, you should go see him he's a legend of comedy and he's fantastic so go check him out wherever and whenever you can jimmy pardo can be checked out uh actually this week's this thursday of this week november 10th he's hosting pop culture at flappers in burbank you can watch that in person uh in burbank california or online through the zoom room go to flapperscomedy.com for tickets to that and then the next pop culture uh is on december 7th we'll remind you of that closer to the date too um he's also doing a virtual Flappers stand-up show on the 16th. I will on the 16th of December. He's bringing back the old virtual stand-up show where you can uh, you, you can request a bit. You can be a part of some crowd work in the Zoom room there, uh, and then he's actually in person and live in the YooHoo room uh, on the 17th of December in Burbank, California. But go to flapperscomedy.com for all that stuff. You can buy tickets and do all that. Also, check out his merch. It's 20% off on the website right now if you want to get a poster or a pin from this uh, past year's tour. Tour? Maybe a strong word, but uh, check it out. <laughs> and what's, what's the code again for 20% off? No, no, no Tour 22. Uh, punch that in. You get 20% off of uh, all the merch at jimmypardo.com. Click the tour link or the merch link and enjoy. Uh, listen, this is, you, you know, this, uh, Belknap and, and Hochberg and myself, we love the factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, Hey, this is good stuff. Once you factor, you can't go back there. Yeah. It's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it. You'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah. In the, in the imagine, 16 years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like, I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like, before I had a kid. It, oh, yeah. It, it sure. was prior to Oliver's where. I don't, I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on with you? We're here America. to talk about factor. Yeah. Although, you know what? Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the Wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all this, all I sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wallet's missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute gift for a loved one, an unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on... Uh, uh, social media, by the way, people saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other are you at the 
wild animal vet? No, you could be visiting a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people, I, I think they'd like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun. It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Why are they, yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is here's the important thing. Earn-in is there because the, the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's yeah. where Earnin jumps in. Yes. Uh, Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these right. are not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n and that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earning app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let's them know who sent you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max see earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolved bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now hey everybody welcome back to the program episode 3112 uh 2112 is a rush album 3112 is a uh, a reboot of a rush album and that brings us back to paul reiser nicely <laughs> done thank you very much wow segue so now if you're if your lovely audience yes right into hulu and say hey we insist you bring this is that how back. it works no right <laughs> uh it does sometimes you always hear about all oh, audience right Gilmore more girls or something yeah they mm-hmm. got a thing rolling i have no idea like i can't imagine a reason that hulu would not say it's not like we have a thousand hit shows but you know, you sometimes you get a show and you get a, a, a community and you have this, as I said, this creative community and this cast together. It's like, yeah, roll the dice. You're not going to get a bad show. Do eight more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're all disappointed it was only eight. Yeah, we could not believe Completely. it was only eight. I love that. I mean, that's a great size. You think so? We thought we we like ten. We wanted ten. I could live with ten. Yeah, let's bump it up yeah. too. Uh, I could live with ten. But it's you know, it doesn't commit you to a year. It's like, mm-hmm. and and I actually like shows. I think this show should do a few more seasons. But in, there are many shows that's like, let's do seven episodes. That's all it is. Right. You don't have to worry about, could it be run for five years? Mm-hmm. Like, that paradigm is is no longer the I case. I will say your Johnny Carson show was... Should have been more. I, I don't... I, I was going to go the other way. I liked that it kind of was oh, really? just, just that. That was a limited series, not intentionally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was limited. I would have liked more, but uh, I, I We had more. I wanted to do more, and uh, it was frustrating. But, uh, but, but that was never... I don't think I was... That would ever have been five years, six years. Mm-hmm. But there were more places to go um, with it. Yeah. Um, it's like people say, like, I run a nonprofit, but not on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's not doing well. It's like it's limited series. But but reboot, it's just, as I was saying before, it's, it's like it's so... And the premise, if you tell people, go, I don't want to watch a show about a crappy sitcom. It's like, mm, it's not about the sitcom. No, yeah. It's about these other people. And it's all the things that could have made it not work uh, didn't happen. It's like, it's not too inside baseball. It's not too show businessy. It's just really funny. Yeah. 
And then if you happen to be in the business, you go, okay, I get that joke. Right. But it, it's not a requirement. Um, and, it has, people, and it has heart in addition to it being which funny. Is surprised, mm-hmm. yeah, I, which I was surprised by how effective the heart was. But like Johnny Knoxville, who I, I only knew from Johnny Knoxville, like <laughs> running up a bull's ass and jumping <laughs> off a thing. I'm going, this guy must be nuts. And then he's the sweetest guy. Mm-hmm. And then he's so endearing on camera. It's like, yeah. And his character, he plays this guy who's, you know, a, a comic who's, you know, a lot of drug problems and drinking problems. And he's just trying to get his life in order. And like, He's real, and he, I don't think he considers himself an actor, but he's great. Yeah. You know, we talk about how it's perfect casting. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. and he's just great in it. And, uh, and as I said, it's a really sweet guy. And Keegan Michael Key, who's like a fuck, like a five ten tool player, like he can do anything. Even when he's playing, you know, straight, he's really funny and mm-hmm. just powerful. I started rewatching a lot of you know Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. And wow, he can just do everything, and he's funny all the time. Yeah. Um, My son, it, by the way, lo- Keen Peel loves him. Oh, loves him. It, it's unbelievable. You go back and watch, and you realize it's not a big surprise that these guys each became who they became. Right. I mean, those those are like little movies and those mm-hmm. horror yeah. movies. And I never watched it because I'm a racist, but, <laughs> I, I, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but then Judy Greer, who's yes, mm-hmm. so funny in this, and Rachel Bloom is really funny, mm-hmm. and and uh, everybody, and and uh, it's. It, it it would really be a shame if it didn't get picked up because it's it, it could go. <laughs> we all had such a great time, and I remember Steve Levitan, who, who created co-created Modern Family. We were all just really enjoying. We had a premiere party, and he said, "Try and remember how we're feeling tonight when we come back for season seven and you hate each other." <laughs> like because like, that could happen too. Yeah, but I don't need to do seven. I would like to do like another. You know, another two or three. It'd be great fun. The young man who's not here, Garen, uh, after the last one aired, uh, came in and said, uh, "Is Paul going to come back for season two? Like, so we we just assumed there was a season two. Yeah, and the way that it cliff hung, yeah, it looks like you may or may not be back for season two. Right. Yes. Same with Stranger Things. Uh, Is he dead? Is he alive? You're in too many of the shows that I like, Paul. (laughs) And I like to just be uh, by the phone waiting to find out if I'm coming back. (laughs) Is it possible Reboot is back and you're just not a part of it? Hey, They just didn't want to tell you. You know what? I called them all and nobody was Nobody's returning, huh? No. That's weird. Something's up. What a way to find out. Maybe they just have a new phone. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's what it is. On the success of the show, they changed their number. (laughs) Who's the the young kid? I I, I don't know. Callum Worthy. I don't recognize him from anything. Yeah. Uh, he's done a and lot. He's great. Of, he actually is a, was a child actor, okay. mm-hmm. and so he really just knows that world. And and it wasn't until we did some press that I realized, oh, he really was acting because he's not that character. Mm-hmm. That but he, the character is such a you know chi- man child, <laughs> and um, he's really funny. And um, and I'm blocking on her name. I, who plays Elaine? Uh, plays the executive of the Hulu. Yeah. It's one of the best oh, yeah. lines. When she said, oh, we, when she introduces herself, so I'm new to comedy. Well, what do you do at Hulu? I'm vice president of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> God, no, so I'm new to humor. <laughs> Krista. Uh, uh, Rose Abdu is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malamud is role. great. Rose Abdu. Uh, yeah. Fred, Mal- Fred Nama, George Weiner, everybody, yeah. you know, these the writers. And, and uh, what's great about, what's really fun Every interview I do about the show, they go, well, how do you find comedy now? Is it hard to do comedy because, you know, you have to be politically correct? And, and it's like, 
A, I don't know that I subscribe to that theory that you have to be so careful, but this show actually does comedy about that issue. Yeah. So you have these old-time writers and these new, you know, young millennial writers, and so you get to, so the characters, you can pitch something that you can't say anymore, but you have a young writer who goes, yeah, gee, you don't, we don't use that word anymore. Right. Yeah. But then you get to say, but why not? When did Eskimo go bad? Is that, <laughs> is that a bad thing? I love that. I yeah, missed that a meeting where so Eskimo. Yeah. And it's like, that's the fun of it because... Yes, it's no fun if you're if you're on knife's edge and you're worried about offending people. It's, it is sometimes hard to find funny. But when you can actually talk about like, well, maybe there are two sides that. Like, why is that a bad word? Why is that you know? Um, so to me, that's really the fun of those writers' room scenes. Really became a big piece of the show because that's exactly where that conversation happens. Yeah. What can you say? They're right. writing mm-hmm. a comedy. Can't say that. And and it's good because you know. Regular people are having these conversations as well, so yes. it's it's nice to to see a comedy show kind of touch on those things yeah. and give yeah. you some th- some things to and, think about. And it, it makes you feel good when the young people and the old people can find common ground. Like yeah. I, I I didn't expect that from that show to just yes. be like, oh, you know what? I feel slightly better about the world because these people well, can work it you know, out. They're all funny people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The premise is and, they're all and funny. And it really does feel like a writer's room. And you know, there was there's uh, an exchange that they mm-hmm. wrote that I, I love. Where I said, you know, I said, well, what if the guy trips? And she says, you know, in, in, people don't necessarily trip exactly when you want them to. And I say, they can if you write that. Yeah, right. And it's like, yeah, just type that up, and that's exactly what will happen. Um, and then, of course, and so there's a perfect cake, example of having your cake and eat it too. She says the truth. It's like, yes, that's a sitcom thing that right. doesn't happen in real life. And then she trips, and, right. and everybody laughs. And right. like, oh, that's just funny. <laughs> she fell and hurt herself. That's yeah. really funny. It's not cool. Yeah. It's not politically or right. culturally smart. But I remember, I remember early on in comedy years, we were down in. Florida, the comic strip when they opened Florida, and it was me and Larry Miller and Dennis Wolfberg and Glenn Hirsch, but about five or six of us, and we were just having a ball. And it was all new to us. We'd never, oh my God, we get to be comedians. We're on the road, and we're all trying to be good comedians. And we went to pick somebody up at the airport. It was coming into town, and we're we're in the car, and somebody farted, and then we were laughing. We're like going, look at. We're trying to be clever and funny, and there's nothing funnier than one of you farting, and we don't know who it is. I was like, okay, you just got to sometimes accept, yeah, that's just going to be funny. Mm. She fell. That's funny. I'm gonna blame Glenn Hirsch. Yeah, that's uh, you. you, you I'm don't telling s- a story. It could have been me for all you know. Uh, no, that's a good <laughs> point. I, I don't. Uh, that's not uh, something I do. What I don't either, and I don't talk about it. No, and, and the, the conversation is very uh, upsetting to me. Um, <laughs> I had not seen Glenn Hirsch in twenty something years, no, and I, I enjoyed his comedy. He was always very funny. Yes, he was a very. Funny As was guy. Dennis Wolfberg before he passed away. I um, remember. Uh, this is to me a comedy in in a, in a nutshell. Glenn had a really cool gig. Um, he opened. This has got to be eighty two, maybe, maybe eighty one, eighty two. He opened for Barry Manilow in Atlantic City when Barry Manilow was just gonna perform like uh, in a casino. He mm-hmm. was huge, 
And I don't remember how he got the gig, but he got the gig, and he took it seriously. And, he, and I remember I was on a couple of road gigs with him. He was just working on his tight set, and he was sweating it, and he was, you know, on a tough night, he'd be outside kicking himself on a great night. And he was really, really trying to make it great. So we all go down to Atlantic City to watch our friend Glenn open for Barry Manilow, who you have to understand was huge at the time. And we're in the elevator, and we hear some regular civilians, some young girls, talking about the show they had just seen. They were there last night, and they're going to see him tonight. And they go, oh, did you see Barry Manilow? He's great. She goes, oh, what's it like? What's the show? And she says, okay, so first this guy comes out, and he talks. Okay, so then Barry comes out. I'm like, oh, that's what it gets. That's they don't care. That's what it gets, gets dismissed to. A yeah. guy talks, and then Barry comes out. Not even out. comedy. Not, not even comedy. comedy. It was funny. It was not funny. A guy talks. And I thought, oh, my friend Glenn works so hard. Right. And they don't know how hard we work and how seriously we take it. Did he do well? Yeah, he was great. Great. He was great. Uh, I Barry Manilow was not funny, though. <laughs> no, did uh, not get a laugh. He's not a funny, he just doesn't have it his bones. I saw Jake Johansson open for Barry Manilow, and, <laughs> and the audience loved him. Well, he's going to get a nice crowd. Yeah. Well, was, at the time, it was almost like right now, I can't. I don't even know who it would be, but it, he was. it was new, and he was huge. It was huge. It was such a radio-heavy thing, and mm -hmm. it was a big deal that he was going to be playing concerts in a, in, a, in, a, in a casino but um yeah but we were talking before like those aren't always the greatest gigs right i remember barry diamond very funny guy who was sure. suddenly opening for the police i went but i don't think the police need a comment <laughs> no yeah, that's a really, really? weird move who wants yeah. to see that God, i bought barry diamond's album on vinyl oh, really? never even heard of the guy but i was so into was comedy that funny. i bought it and, uh, he was a very funny guy um never met him don't know, don't know. could walk in right now and i wouldn't know him is, you would know. Is he coming in? <laughs> He's coming what in. If, what if he started doing his the jokes from I wouldn't his remember album? It. I would not remember. Really? It. I didn't even know he had an album. He had an album at the uh, and the uh, oh the, the the record store guy knew because I was a regular at this record store. He's like, you know, a lot of you young guys that want to do comedy, you listen to these that of these guys you don't ever heard of, and then you could do their act. So that's good advice. Like a what? That is you not. know what? I mean, Eddie Murphy used to talk about that. That's how he started, and he didn't even know it was wrong. He would yeah. like he would memorize like a kid, mm -hmm. like a little. He was, he was yeah, 15, like in six. For a talent show, or he something. would yeah memorize a Richard Pryor album, then go mm -hmm. do it, and then like somebody has to go. You know, <laughs> at some point you have to let it go and yeah, come up with your own stuff. But that's how you learn, right? You're gonna sing it. Well, I'll sing some Beatles songs or right. Frank Sinatra songs. Mm -hmm. It's a cover set, basically. Yeah. It's a cover set, but comedy you can't quite do that. But you can't. But what happens is, like I think, like because I was certainly guilty of it, in that I I was a combination of you, Robert Klein, and Richard Lewis, and eventually then you go. But now it's time to be yourself on stage. Yeah, it's it's a but way I to remember, get out. Of I remember you, you want you can't not. I can't. I mean, I, I, having said that, I can't picture Stephen Wright doing somebody else. No, but, that's true. But I remember when I started, and I would say. Yeah, I would see certainly Robert Klein and David Brenner, and there were remnants of Woody Allen mm -hmm. in there. Um, and I listened to, to you know, one of my first first sets. I was eighteen, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh!" I was sounded like I was just listening to Woody Allen's stand up record. Right. And then you lose, you know, you, you do, you shed it. But those guys, the big guys, would probably, you know, would be okay with that. It's like, how else are you going to learn? Yeah. You know, take it, and 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 then you become yourself. Like you said, it's a very 
uh, odd and unnatural thing to just stand up and start talking it's to absurd. strangers. So you have to use some crutches or you know, reach all, for something that's existing. All, even, it's like, almost like a shield. It's yeah. like, well, this isn't me talking. I'm kind of doing an impression of these right. guys. Yeah. So if this goes bad, it ain't on me. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's kind of how I always <laughs> That's like, you know, that joke about the worst actor in the world. And he, this guy is the worst actor in the world. And he just wants to be an actor. And he nobody will hire him because he's the worst actor. So he wants to do Shakespeare. And he buys a theater. And he buys the thing. And he gets and he pays people to come in. And he starts doing his soliloquy. And he's doing Shakespeare. And people are laughing. And people start walking out. And he leans over the lights. and go, hey, 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 where are you going? I didn't write this shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> The gentleman's name is Paul Reiser. That's the right. The name of the program is Reboot. And also out on tour doing a, 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 yes. an amazing amount of dates. Yeah, you type them up. It looks like a lot. But it goes into next year. But yes. But, you know, and I would actually do more if 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 I had the time. And also, I find like three days in a row is enough. And I got to come home. I, I'm amazed you're doing three days in a row, quite frankly. That's, that's like the most I can do. Four would be... Actually, I just did four. But uh, people go, you're on the road. I go, not on the road, really. I, I out a little bit, then I'm home. Then I go but you're out. going every weekend. It seems like It's it. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's fun. And there's no reason to do it. <laughs> I, I, I told you, when I, when I started going back into the clubs a few years ago, and the younger comics go, oh, you're working on a special? No. Well, you're going on a Tonight Show? No. Why are you doing this? I went, oh, how else do you do it? Right. You go into the club, and you do it, and you find out what's not funny. Or you wait for a guy to come over and go, your material's bad. <laughs> and then you go, that's <laughs> it. Thank you. And uh, locally, you're at the Comedy Magic Club quite a bit, right? Is yes. that where you Yes, they before? just opened it very late, only a few months ago. Why did they back. wait so long when you others know, were open sooner? I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of quirky management. And you've done flappers a few times as well, right? I did flappers. That's a, interesting little room it is in burbank yes it's wide wide i like very wide room i don't yeah then you got to be like an alligator you know you got to turn around a lot Um, but that was fun um but it's got a it's got a road vibe to it It, you kind of feel like you're in omaha and you're you're hungry for comedy yeah it's great it is it's it's not a a jaded industry crowd and that's exactly right yeah well, thank you for, for having me back. When do I get to do the seventh appearance here? Well, I, well you know, probably eight months from now. Okay. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a, a medical checkup. It's like, like, yeah. Let me see you in eight months, mm-hmm. but yeah. you look fine now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll give you a soft pill when the next yeah. time you're here. You're, 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 you're not there yet. He's not ready for the yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Always fun. Always Congratulations you. on your promotion, but it's not a promotion at all. No, yeah. You're just always sitting there. Never <laughs> saw you. I, 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 I guess Never I noticed. was wearing the camo last time. So. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, and uh, I'm glad the intern didn't come in because I never cared for him. Yeah. <laughs> never cared for That's him. That's the real story. He just he knew that you were. trying to shake him for 10 years. Oh, my God. Finally, he took a day we off. We gave him a raise and he doesn't come. Wow. That's Well, that'll teach Well, you. now you've learned how to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just keep giving them more money. By the way, me too. For a crisp 20, I'll show up. I won't come back to You won't come at all. No. Uh, all right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for supporting the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, go to uh, Paul's website for all of his uh, stuff. Go to mine. Oh, I forgot to mention this because I had a, I had a, the opposite of Paul. I had to cancel all of my road dates. Yeah. Um, I'm having a, because I'm now riddled with tour posters and pins. Uh, go to my website. 20% off. If you use no tour twenty two, I have no tour. I have no merch whatsoever. You don't go out and meet the people. I did before COVID. I see. Post COVID, mm-hmm. like because I don't know how to go out and then not take a picture with everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, if you hug seventy people, you're going to get COVID. You're going to get something. Yeah. So I, I sadly don't do that. Um, 
Yeah, but I never. I got it. Is, is that merch paying off for you? Do you get the uh, private plane with it if you have the, the merch? Is, uh, the merch is it's it's fine. It, it, it gives you a reason to stand there. Yes. So you don't just assume they want to take a photo. So it gives right. you that reason. Yes. Well, I, I have I have uh, several thousand books that never got sold in my garage. <laughs> we'll bring those and with you. So yeah, so I ship those and I yeah. send those and I and people buy them and then they go yeah how many do we sell I you know I sent you a hundred books we sold two I go really? no, that well be. they want to they want to meet you I go yeah well, I'll tell you what I'll sign them yeah but it's you know but it's, it's about the it's the meeting it's, it's meet mm-hmm. and by the way that was actually the cookie I was the, that was the part I was enjoying the most well I, mean, I, was, I love being on stage but seeing people especially having not been out for so many years I never, I don't know if we talked about this, I never knew while Mad About You was on, I just never kind of knew the actual connection that people mm-hmm. had with it. Mm-hmm. They, we loved that episode, we, we do that line, we got married to the theme song. It's like, I didn't know any of this intensity. And in very, or somebody go, you know, you did a bit in 86 and my wife, we still laugh. And I go, really? Who knew? <laughs> yeah. And so I found it really rewarding. Oh, and then there's always a guy from high school. It's like, oh, you live in Cleveland. Who knew? <laughs> and so I found that really fun. And I, I kind of miss that. Um, so if you can make the COVID thing disappear, I'll talk Jimmy, to somebody, make a call, and then I'll be happy to get out there I got and mingle Fauci again. on speed dial. Let me, let me talk to the good doctor. Cleveland uh, Honey says you're not ready for it. That's what he says. Wow. Really? Yeah, you know, you're not there yet. Not there yet. Uh, now, this is interesting. I just got, uh, we had some uh, plumbing issues at my house uh, oh, last sorry. week, uh, and uh, they're on their way there now. All right, we they're, should get over there. There is no reason for them to be coming. Yeah. They, oh. they fixed it on Saturday. Well, they're going to come break it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, sit tight. Sit down. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. All right. On behalf of Garen, who's not here. Not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Elliot Hopper, the Hunchback Bell, and our friend Paul Reiser. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hopeberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2022 Never Not Funny, LLC.